Yes Have Some podcast is excited to tell our listeners about Dr. Pepper and the brand new collectible cans from Spider-Man Far From Home. Collectors, it's time to make that decision. Are you going to drink these Dr. Peppers or are you going to leave them mint in package? Either way, you got to collect all five cans available now, including the new limited time flavor Dr. Pepper Dark Berry featuring Mysterio. Get your hands on all five of the new Spider-Man Far From Home cans from Dr. Pepper available at Walmart. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Forgot how to podcast. Yeah, just do it good this time. I forgot how to podcast, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, for all of our listeners and our new friends that we made last week, I will be retiring from Yes Have Some because I no longer know. It's over. We fired Craig. How to do it. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes Have Some podcast. We are back from California. We just spent a week in Los Angeles and the surrounding Los Angeles area. And boy, am I tired. I am exhausted, but that does not stop Yes Have Some from rolling on because we have a ton to unpack tonight. A ton to uncover. Did you just go to yeshavesome.com? Yeah, I was trying to go That's to our, not our website. I, know, I was trying to go to our <laughs> website, which, by the way, for our listeners, is yhspodcast.com. Uh, the yeshavesome.com just plays the clip from the movie. It has a picture of Vince Clortha. Yeah. So and we don't own it. It's not us. <laughs> I want to, I'm try, <clears throat> what I'm trying to do right now is go to our website so I can go to our Instagram and look at the photos to kind of remember some of the uh, things we're going to talk about. Okay. That's what I'm doing. Um, well, let me introduce everybody. So we're back from Ghostbusters Fan Fest. It was an amazing week. Definitely one of the best weeks of my life. There was ups. There was downs. There was trials and tribulations. But through it all, I know I had an amazing time. Abigail Gardner, how are you doing? I'm kind of depressed, if I can just be totally honest. It started to hit me, I think, today. Um, I have like an extra day off of work, so that's kind of nice. Um, I've been able to kind of live um, through my memories on my phone and looking at videos that people have posted on Facebook and kind of the same as when we get out of Dragon Con where it's like you extend your vacation by like other people's photos um, and like catching things that you maybe didn't get pictures of. Um, but yeah, I'm like at this point though, I realize that it's over. The thing we've been building up to for a long time is now behind us. Um, I am literally like sad because I miss everybody and it felt like um kind of like a family vacation trip and hold on it was just really special Jake what do you it sounds like are Jake's you, packing up his are you going back to LA <laughs> I'm are, packing back are you up packing again? and I'm getting out of here Jake's get like, the fuck out of here Jake's moving to California uh Jake man how uh how are you doing today I just talked to you for this like usually we talk throughout the day 
Uh, mm-hmm. But this is our first time chatting today, so this yeah. is all new to me. I'm very mm-hmm. nervous. Oh God, you know, I just it's just what Abby was just saying. It's like depression almost, <laughs> and it's like I went back to today was my first day back at work, and I walked in and the air conditioner was broken, so oh. it was like a hundred degrees in there, and it was just awful. I was just like, "What the fuck am I? Can we start making money, please, so I can stop <laughs> doing this?" Hey, um, well, we're yeah, we make some money, yeah. not enough money to. Uh, yes, yeah, but I mean money. like enough to live, Craig. Oh, I need so, enough to live. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you listen, we could have everybody fooled because uh, uh, I think anybody uh, from the outside looking in, we walked around Fan Fest like a, you know, talking to everybody. I felt like a politician. Hands, yeah. I kissed a baby. <laughs> I saw a couple babies, didn't kiss them. I, I went up and kissed a baby. I said, hi, I'm Craig from Yes, Have Some. I will now kiss your baby. <laughs> Um, no, I'm right there with you guys, man. This was a great week. Fan Fest was, it's so crazy when you build up to something for so long and then you like live through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what I was really happy with is that I knew Fan Fest was going to be a good time. I knew that there was going to be some uh, ups and downs, like I said earlier, but I tried not to let my expectations take me so far away that like mm-hmm. I knew I just, unless like shit seriously hit the fan. I knew I was going to have a good time. Uh, so we, I want to recap everything. I want to recap the week, talk about the trip, talk about all the Ghostbusters related things. Um, and then over the next week or two, we'll, we'll, we'll have more episodes where, because there's a lot going on. There's Ghostbusters, uh, 2020 news coming out. Yeah. Uh, the, the new Blu-ray just came out. The soundtrack just came out. There's a lot of Ghostbusters things happening, but I wanted to, but I think everybody, Wants to know about FanFest. The mm-hmm. people who were there, and yeah. God damn it, we met a lot of listeners. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. That was my, my favorite part of the weekend was meeting so many cool people uh, and just meeting people who, who came up to us and said, hey, I love the show. Love you guys. Love what you do. Uh, it was really special. Not going to even attempt to start naming people because there was too many, but just know mm-hmm. that um, – it, that it was great, and yeah. and and especially to our our new international friends, um, it was just really cool. It was mm-hmm. really special. Yeah, one hundred percent. I wish I could just like you, Craig, remember everyone's name. I just put up a post on Instagram and I tried to tag people, but I know that there's so many more out there that I met um, that were just so nice. Literally, like the people that listen to our podcast are all genuine, authentic, like funny, good natured people. And I really enjoyed mingling with them at our double tree, like Thursday night event. Um, it was really cool to meet people in person and hang out and get photos and realize that like everybody is just as nice as you want them to be. Um, and like trading patches and getting to meet like GB, Massim Maximo, GB Max. I don't want to say it wrong. His name's Max. GB Max. What did you just call him? GB Massimo. That's not what you call him. GB Massimo, exclusively at Target. Target now. No, dude, <laughs> that guy is super nice, and that was my first time like being in his actual presence. And he's like a big deal on Facebook, but I kind of understand why now because he's like just takes the fandom very seriously and kind of like respects you know each person who's a part of the community in a way that like commemorates them and it makes you feel special so it's really yeah. nice yeah that was great and also um uh naoki yeah. from uh, japan mm-hmm. uh he brought you a gift didn't he jake he 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 did uh yeah that was that was super cool like uh yeah Thanks to Naoki for bringing me like he brought me this Jurassic World like a uh, folder kind of thing, which is really cool. Um, 
The way Dude, he gave it, it to like, you was so funny, by the way. What? Like, what? Because we, I didn't realize he was coming to Fan Fest, and like, uh-huh. just like Max, he's like, he's a longtime Ghostbusters fan. He's passionate, but like, he lives in Japan, and like, um, I didn't realize he was coming. So when we saw him in the hotel, and we kind of like said hi and shook hands, but he was very quiet at first. Yeah. And then he just reached into his bag and pulled out this folder. Just handed it just to give, me. Yeah. You know, he just gives it to you. It was, it was a really, I liked it. It was a good yeah. moment. Yeah, it was sort of like playing a game, uh, trying to maybe guess and figure out who was who. Like some of these people, it's like some people I I could recognize by their face. Some people, uh, you know, would would come up and say hello, say their name. And I'm like, oh, I know that name. Like I see that name on Facebook all the time. So it was like it was sort of like a little uh, a little like, yes, have some guess who sort of. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was, it was good. Yeah, had a good um, time. So yeah, lots of cool people from all over the world. Um, I guess I will give a couple more specific shout outs, but only to our international friends because mm-hmm. they traveled so far. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Andrew Bayless uh, from Australia. Uh, yeah. he, he's been listening to a long time. Very cool guy. Finally got to meet him in person. Yeah, so um, dude. And then uh, Sam Meredith and his crew from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, Simon Gray, a gentleman that we met and hung out with a little bit. And uh, just just a lot of really good guys. And then, uh, yeah, so we, we won't <laughs> – two hours of shout-outs. Listen, uh, <laughs> it was great. FanFest was wild. But let's, yeah. let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, and we're going to be unpacking this for a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's how I feel. We've got content for, like, weeks at this point. We don't even have to try to anymore. To roll out, yeah. Um, but I will say – I will say, major, major special shout-out, last one, to our friends at the Interdimensional CrossRip podcast, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Spent a lot of time with those guys over the weekend. Uh, Stand-up gentlemen. Oh, yeah. And uh, we, it, was a, it was a big, like, podcast love affair. Yeah, I don't know. dude. I felt good about sweeties. it. Yeah, we had a great time mm-hmm. having meals and hanging out. Yeah. And- at one point, Abby was wearing Troy's jacket, and yeah. he had his arm around her, so <laughs> I just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is done. Dude, that's what happens when Ray Parker Jr. is playing live. Yeah, yeah. You just had the best day match, of life. Also, match thanks for heaven. the jacket, Troy. I was yeah. cold. Uh, and then, la- I swear this is the last one. But last. I, this is the last one. Last, one, last sure. shout out. We have a lot of people we want to talk about. Harley Quinn Smith. No. Love well, you. She's great. Uh, John Yurkaba, obviously uh, an integral part to the YHS family. We were with him a lot. He did incredible artwork at FanFest. <laughs> and... Uh, just uh, a great, you know, a great gentleman mm-hmm. who uh, did our filming, and this is my segue to the first part of our Ghostbusters adventure. Last Wednesday, there was a little bit of back and forth of when this was going to happen, but Eric Reich of Ghost Corps did the unthinkable. Mm. He unlocked the doors and let Yes Have Some <laughs> into the building. <laughs> they let us in. Nobody told him what he was in for. Yeah. I'm not sure why he would do that. Like, I expected me to be like, Eric, can we come film at Ghost Corps? And he, I was just, you know. Dude, no, I, want, <clears throat> I 100% thought that it was going to, like, they would be too busy or that the whole thing would get pushed back. But it was actually pushed forward. And we did it a day earlier. And uh, Eric was like, well, so We did it like two days yeah. earlier, didn't we? It, it was. I think it was yeah. my favorite thing that we did. It's definitely my favorite video that we've put up. Um, I'll never forget being able to take that tour. And yeah, Eric was extremely cool. And so were all the employees inside Ghost Corps. Yeah, it's funny though, because it wasn't really a tour. It was just us like 
kind of having free reign. Like yeah. we didn't get into Dan and Ivan's office, no. uh, but that's okay. Uh, we, we went everywhere else. So, um, you know, you can watch the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on YouTube and Facebook that we put together. But I wanted to kind of have a little bit more of an in-depth conversation about that experience. So first of all, going to a movie studio lot is a very cool experience, uh, especially when you're not – it wasn't like a tour. Like we just – we had guest passes and you park and then you're just on the lot. And it's a very unique experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know – if anybody will ever have the opportunity to do that. If you do, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I also liked it because we were there kind of in the evening hours. So it felt kind of like going to Universal Studios for Halloween Horror Nights. Like, you know, you usually, I imagine you take a tour there in the daytime. So it was kind of nice to be there when it was quieter and just a different time of day um, and get to hang out. I specifically like places that aren't crowded. So I really enjoyed being able to go and do that. Uh, Jake, what, we've all been to the Ghost Corps offices before, but this was obviously the most amount of time. I think we were there for like an hour, hour and a half or something like that. Yeah. Um, so like what's your impression walking in at first? Uh, I mean, it's kind of like it's sort of intimidating when you're walking in there because it's like you first of all, you walk in and you see all the like Ghostbuster like props and there's like the Kids Choice Award and scripts and just like – there's everything in that glass case, but then also you have, you know, a receptionist behind the desk. There's people in there doing their jobs. And it's like, I remember the first time I went in there, I was very like, Oh, I'm not supposed to be in here. Yeah. <laughs> but that's you know, because it was three in the morning and you were wearing a ski mask. But <laughs> move on. But it was very, but this time it was, it was a little different. It was very inviting. Uh, they knew we were coming. Uh, Eric met us and, and he just, you know, immediately was like, hey, do whatever you guys want to do. Like he immediately was like showing us things. He was like, you guys can come in here. You can film in here. Uh, you know, just like tons of stuff. He was like showing us the goodies for Fan Fest ahead of time. You mm-hmm. know, uh, it was just it just seemed like it just made me feel like we were we were the cool kids. You know, it was like, whoa. Okay. Finally. Yeah. It only took me it 35 was... <laughs> years. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it's it's incredible. Like, so to me, it's still mind blowing that there is an office in a building that that's it's that's where Ghostbusters happens. Like Ghostbusters yeah. is my favorite thing in the world. And yeah. there's a place where people like, yeah, I work where in, it's like business. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I love that. So just knowing that, like, that's where like as they're preparing for this new movie, as they're celebrating the 35th anniversary and doing all this planning, like that is home base. Like that is the pre-production office. That's where Ivan is. That's where Jason Reitman is. That's where Dan Aykroyd is. Uh, that's where they're doing casting and screen testing. You know, we went into the conference room. We, we, it was just, it was a really special experience. One of my favorite moments was, so Eric, for those who don't know, and I don't really know what his actual title is, but Eric is like, I, I call him the general manager of Ghostbusters. It's probably not his title. It's probably something much cooler and better than that. Uh, but he works at Ghost Corps. He's been, he started off as Ivan Reitman's assistant like 10 or 11 years ago. And now he is, you know, he's the head of all of the licensing for Ghostbusters products. He is basically uh, extremely involved in all aspects of the property. And he's got a big office full of amazing stuff. He's got prints on the wall. He's got a lot of the prints from the, uh, 30th anniversary art show and he just has tons of cool stuff and we weren't allowed to film in there 
And it wasn't for any other reason other than he was kind of like, hey, there's some stuff in here, some sensitive material, some documents, whatever, things that don't need to be out there or take the risk of, which we totally understood. But we also, like, when he said that, like, I was like, well, I don't want to overstep my bounds and step into his office. But at one point, I don't know if you guys remember this, we weren't filming. And you just stepped in. No. The three of us were, like... Doing that thing where, like, we're at the doorway of his office and all of our toes are, like, as close as you can get. Yeah. And we're all kind of, like... We're just our, looking at yeah. stuff, we're pointing ha- things yeah. out. We have our hands on the wall kind of, like, leaning in. <laughs> like, it doesn't count. I'm not actually in here. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it was just... It was special. And then, like, you see in the video, we got to see... Uh, you know, they've got this closet mm-hmm. full of, uh, you know, Ghostbusters, you know, some new merchandise, some old stuff, some of the old promotional items, stuff mm-hmm. that's been sent to them. And uh, it was just cool. Like, it was just cool being in there, especially like in the couple days before FanFest and even more than that, just knowing that they're actively working on pre-production for the new Ghostbusters movie yeah. for next year. It just, it felt very special. Very, very true. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. That was probably the highlight. I, I don't know if that was the... I feel like every time I posted a picture from this trip was like, I was like, oh, this is my favorite picture. This was my favorite moment. But like everything that... Ha- everything was my favorite moment. But being behind the scenes was extremely special. And we love exclusive things. And it was <laughs> an exclusive do. event for us. So, yeah. Um. So, uh, but we have to talk about the Ecto-1. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I still can't believe that I was inside of it. Oh no no no, not that one, the one that was being painted. Oh okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna yeah, they were doing some work on the new Ecto. Um, from answer the call, they were like cleaning it up, which was fantastic and it looked good. But we got to go inside of the actual Ecto one, and that was something that I've never been able to do. Uh, the last two times that I was on the Sony lot, I looked at it and was like, oh, man, that'd be super cool to get in there. But there's so many people around me. Hold on. That was the most humble brag sentence I've ever I've been heard. on the Sony lot <laughs> twice. <laughs> you know, the last two times I was on the Sony yeah, lot, the last two times they I only was let me look at the Ecto-1. And no, I said, I Eric, I'm getting in this thing. And it's mine now. I drove it home. That's not true. I didn't. But I got to go inside of it. And I was watching the video that we put up on YouTube and like taking screen grabs of like the shot of me sitting in the front seat with my hand on the steering wheel. And there were all those cool switches that I wanted to switch on and off. I just, I absolutely enjoyed myself. It was a, it was really special. And then the, you guys actually got in and the three of us got to sit in the car and it was like a really cool moment. So I'm very grateful that we got to do that. I'll never forget it. Yeah. I, uh, it's overwhelming, man. It really is. I know that, uh, I, Jake and I, Mm-hmm. And Abigail all weekend. Like when when you're a fan of the franchise, when when you're in this fandom, like it, it can be emotional. Like I, I I was fighting off tears multiple times, uh, tears of laughter at one point when I tried to talk to the guy <laughs> who was uh, uh, painting mm-hmm. the top of the Ecto, <laughs> the, the 2016 Ecto, and yeah. I felt bad because I was like, hey, because we're out there filming, he's working. I was like, hey man, it looks good, and he just looked at me like. Just ignored you. you. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry about about that. Good times. Uh, Jake, what what was your experience with the the old fifty nine? I mean, it's 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 not only you know a part of our childhood and you know a very iconic thing from our favorite franchise of all time, but it's also like you know that's the most iconic 
car of all time, period. Like that car is the most iconic car in the world. Everybody knows what that car is. Um, and we sat in it. We got in that car. It was it was like I mean, that's a that's an experience like a lot yeah. of people don't get to, you know, come that close to something that's, you know, it. it's like if we were able to, you know, hang out with like the T-Rex from Jurassic yeah. Park or it's like that's not something that happens very often that you you love something your entire life. And it's like, oh, hey, all of a sudden, like that car that's in that movie that you've been watching since your literal birth here, here it is. Get yeah. in. Yeah, I'm literally looking at Touch like it. four different Ecto ones, like in toy form or on some sort of thing in our toy room right now. Like it's everywhere. And you're yeah. right. It's not something like, it's not like with star Wars, you can just get inside the millennium Falcon. It's not like still in one piece. It's really cool that we can act like, as I'm listening to you talk, I'm, it's kind of hating me a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's like, if it's you, just, very cool. It's like if you went to your therapist's office and uh, Dr. Chase Meridian opened the door. Dude, that'd be a long <laughs> session. Uh, <laughs> no, it wouldn't. No, that's quick. Jake's in and out. See ya. It's a bat signal. Do you have a thing for bats, Dr. Meridian? Um, okay. Uh, no, 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 no. You, you're, Jake, you guys are nailing on the head, man. Like, that is... It's iconic, like Jake said. It's a part of pop culture history. That It's the kind of thing that could be, like, in the Smithsonian. Like... Uh, it's amazing that they restored it and it's the original car and that, uh, we were given the opportunity to sit in it and, uh, it's just cool. Like, it's just, it doesn't get any cool for us. That's like, like I say in the video, it's like a bucket list kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, you've been watching the movie your whole life. It's iconic when, when the Ecto is revealed for the first time and it comes flying out of the garage at the, at the fire hall. It's, uh, it's ingrained in, in your brain. So, to be able to take a picture of it and stand next to it, uh, which a lot of people got to do at FanFest, which is amazing, is one thing. But when Eric got out the keys and he opened the door, yeah. it's like, oh, this is like another level. And I, I'm so yeah. I'm appreciative of it because it's yeah, I know for sure. it is very special. It's like on Christmas morning when like you find out there's another present that's like a hot and cold search you have to go for. And you're like, wait, I already got all this stuff. <laughs> now I get to go inside the Ecto. What if Eric did that? He's like. Guys, I hid the keys at Ghost Core. <laughs> You're hot. You're cold. That would have been fun. That yeah, that would have been, been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks to Eric. Thank because you. seriously, Thank you, like, he's such a cool, like, he's such a cool, nice dude. And that was, you know, he didn't have to do any of that. And he, he, you know, he let us into, he let us into HQ, you know, and he let us into the car, and like, that's just the coolest thing ever. So. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. great. And yeah. a shout out to uh, we did meet some of the other Ghost Corps employees. Didn't get everybody's name, uh, but we did want to specifically mention Rachel because she was in the video. Yeah, um, there was a point where we were going to maybe interview her. Uh, when that was brought up, she kind of disappeared. She <laughs> ran away. I get it. Yeah, I, I totally it. get it. Um, but she, I think she's been there for a couple years, and and uh, she seems like uh, a good sport and. Uh, Obviously, she's good at what she does because they only hire the best at Ghost Corps, mm -hmm. probably. Mm -hmm. I would if I worked there. I'd only hire the best. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, big, big time uh, thank you to Eric and Ghost Corps uh, for letting us uh, do our thing. And we hope everybody enjoyed that video. And it was wild because, like, that was just, like, kicking things off. Like, we had already been in L.A. for a couple days. Um, and... Uh, 
but that was like our first Ghostbusters related thing that we did. And it was just like, I can't, I can't read. We had people coming up to us at FanFest who had seen the video who, who really uh, said they liked it and people saying online that they were jealous of it. And I was jealous of it. Like I'm jealous of when I watch it, I wish that I could go back in time yeah. and like go in my ear and whisper like, hey, enjoy this as much as possible because this is like a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. Um, so I... Uh, very appreciative uh, of that. And uh, it was cool. There was a funny thing uh, in the video when we're in the conference room and we're trying to figure out which one's Ivan's chair, uh, which is like I was saying it out loud. I'm like, that's what we did at Ghost Corp. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's what that's how we spent our limited amount of time. But um, we, we picked out this one big chair and we're like, this has to be Ivan's chair. And Eric actually did reach out and confirm that that was Ivan's chair. Wow, guys. We're good. good. Yeah. We're good. Job Job well done. Job well done. And uh, yeah, so that was great. Um, So that was, I guess, Wednesday. And then we we worked hard to get that video up because that's not something I wanted to sit on. I wanted to make sure to get that out. Um, And then Thursday night, we had uh, kind of the first gathering of all the people started getting into town and at the Double Tree, where it's so funny. I, I. there was a lot of people staying at our hotel, but not everybody. A lot of people had to travel out from different hotels in different parts of the city. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like, I was like, hey, I'll take charge of planning this Thursday night gathering. And I'm like, all right, guys, it's at our hotel. <laughs> See you there. And we were like an hour late. <laughs> yeah, and then, we're and then we were late. late. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was fun. Where were we? We're we dinner. were, we were oh, having dinner, dinner yeah, with, uh, with Chris. Yeah, uh, we were with Chris Stewart eating uh, what Thai was food. Thai food. Oh, yeah. that's where Jake, you got those weird tofu popsicles. Yeah. Yeah, they were gross. I liked them. I ate all Abby of them. Liked, I yeah, you did, didn't you? I liked yeah. that sauce, too. You were trying to force me. You were like, you'll like this. I'm like, like no, what about like anything this. in my life tells you that I'll like this thing? <laughs> yeah, like Craig's like, if the vegan's not eating it, I'm not eating it. I know. <laughs> Dude, I like tofu popsicles. It, tri- it tricked me because it was called, you know, satay, which is something that we get at a Chinese Buddha very often and we all really like mm-hmm. and then it came out and it was nothing oh, yeah. it was nothing like what we I did it was left. a block of tofu on a stick with some sauce which I am not opposed I to I almost went home I said you know what I don't want to go to FanFest <laughs> FanFest over <laughs> I knew something was going to go wrong yeah. um, <laughs> anyways so um, but this was cool so we had this big Thursday night hangout and there was way more people there than I thought were going to be there. I guess word got out about it. And uh, it was amazing. It was really cool seeing everybody. And, like, that's where we started meeting our friends from, like, literally all over the world. Yep. And, uh, like, GB Max was there and, like, the Louisiana guys, mm-hmm. Ben Ling. I can't say his last name. I'm going to try. <laughs> our, and- friends, uh, our, our friends AJ Quick and, uh, and Boars were staying in the hotel with us. So it was really cool to, to hang out with those guys. I um, loved hanging out with those also, guys. Yeah. Also, both really nice dudes who – gave us gifts so thank you to those guys yeah we'll we'll talk about those gifts uh coming up here but um because i'm trying to remember what oh yeah boars okay we can talk about boars this gift (laughs) hey we'll talk about it later when i can figure it out he gave us those ghostbuster watches yeah oh shit boars gave us three mint in box or mint on package uh 
Stay Puft Marshmallow Man vintage yeah. uh, watches. I don't know if they was, were made by Kenner, but it looks like the Kenner packaging. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, there's also I know there's also a Slimer one, which now I'm going to have to buy. Yeah, and I was like, cool. Uh, where's Slimer? I only take things in a set, Mister Boers. <laughs> um, no, it was great. It was yeah. great. We and and that was cool. Like just getting to see everybody and kind of talk uh, in a more laid back environment than Fan Fest ended up being. Yeah. I agree because we'll say oh FanFest had you know a couple hitches there was definitely like a lot of it was a loud festival environment so you couldn't do um, like real quiet intimate one-on-one conversations like you could at the Thursday night event so I enjoyed having those kind of talks with people and taking photos and uh, meeting AJ in person and Boars was really cool They're both super nice dudes uh, I appreciated Boars managing everyone uh, in his in his manager's suit the following evening at our uh, at the uh, screening of the Ghostbusters at the movie theater at Globe Theater. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Boars is great. Um, AJ's great. And uh, this will now just be a podcast of talking about how great they are. <laughs> Boy, are they great. Boy, are they um, great. You could do it. No, AJ Quick, you probably know him if you're a Ghostbusters fan. He runs uh, Ghostbusters fans and has for a long time. And it's a very uh, important piece of Ghostbusters online, I don't know, websitery. Uh, we all met friends on GB fans and we all learned how to build proton packs on GB fans. And, uh, it's cool. It was cool getting a chance to, I mean, we've all hung out before, but hanging out with those guys and we gave them a ride Friday night. Um, I'm trying to think if, did anything else of note really significant happen, uh, other than (laughs) certain members of the community (laughs) kind of showing up and running around and, you know. Doing their own we had a thing. Good time. It was, it was a melting pot. It was like a lot of a lot of people. So lots of people. No drama though, right? Nope. Never in person. Uh, only on no. the internet. Yeah. yeah. True. So, yeah, I true. guess so. Right. Um, so that was kind of the precursor to the screening on Friday. But I guess we should talk about our Friday morning, which I just completely remembered. Um, we had the opportunity uh, – this is all the build-up to FanFest because we're going to have a thorough breakdown of Ghostbusters FanFest because uh, would you guys say there was some stress? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yes. Woo. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's a little tease. Yeah. Still little tease. is. Yeah. I found a photo of all of us from the photo op line that was taken when we were like very stressed out and I, I love it. <laughs> oh, I, I have to God. send it to you guys. It's I got to like, see it. It's all over. It. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um, so Friday morning we were, um, Lainey who had been on the show a couple times from wizard world reached out and offered us the opportunity to do the ghostbusters AR, uh, augmented reality experience. And I keep calling it experiment. Uh, but it is an experiment cause it's in development still. Yeah. And, uh, so we, we took advantage of that for sure. We didn't really know what it was going to be. Um, or, uh, like, what that was all about, but we had to like, our plan was to kind of like sleep in Friday morning a little bit. Cause we knew we had the screening that night, but, uh, we had to be there at like nine 30. So we got up and I don't, I, it's weird. I don't know how much we can actually talk about it 
because we did sign something. Oh, we did, didn't we? Yeah. Right. I signed something. Mm-hmm. Right. But I know I can say this much. When we went to the Sony lot on Wednesday to do our little video, we were all walking on the lot saying like, oh, like, I hope we fit in. I feel kind of out of place. Like, I hope nobody like kicks us out or whatever. Like, I hope we blend. And then when we did the augmented reality experience and we walked out to do it, because we posted pictures, you were wearing like a uniform plus all this AR, whatever, VR headgear and this weird like head bonnet wrap thing. And you, it's like the three of us were walking out while all these people are like conducting business on the Sony lot. And at that point, I was like, we definitely don't fit in. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, I think what we can say is that uh, Sony's testing out some new technology uh, augmented reality, very cool stuff. It was a really cool experience. Um, basically when it starts off, like you're working directly with like five or six members of Sony's research and development team who are not only helping you like learn how to play the game and the ins and outs of it, but they're also like taking feedback and making adjustments. And it, it, you know, it's just there. We, we were basically like, uh, testing out technology that hasn't been perfected yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And it was a really cool, uh, hopefully down, I'm sure down the road we can talk about it like more in depth about mm-hmm. what the actual experience was. Um, uh, some similarities to the, you know, the void is a more all encompassing VR experience. This is, I think something that you- I would, I wouldn't, I, I don't think I would, uh, let's see. I don't know if I would compare it to the void. I would compare it to almost like a real life version of Ghostbusters world. Yeah, that's a good that's a good comparison because yeah. it, it it's very similar. And but you're wearing a headset and you've got a pro, you're the, you're holding props though. So there's like a proton pack and yeah. a, a trap. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it's it's interactive and it's fun. And then uh, so that was great. We had a great time doing it. And all of those people at Sony were like super nice and mm-hmm. super helpful. And it was fun and funny. But what I want to talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> what? You know what? I I know what you're going to talk about. Okay. Okay. So there was uh, the person leading the game, like is kind of like acts as like your guide. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was clear to me that this, this person like, I, I was like, oh, man, is this guy an actor? He seems like an actor. He's got, like, he's good at what he does. But I never put two and two together. Like, we all, I, well, I don't want to speak for you. I I had a f- familiar feeling at first. I don't know if you did or not. I definitely did, because when he popped out, like, it was once the experience was beginning, and he had a ton of energy and was already, like, going with something, like, had a bit. Um, So I was like, yeah, that person seems like this is, he's somebody or something. He seemed familiar. Jake, what was your vibe? I, I, he didn't seem familiar to me at all, but I immediately knew you could definitely tell. So like the first group of people that we talked to who were helping us out and giving us the uniforms, like you can tell that they are like developers and they knew, you know, they're teaching, you know, they're telling us about the technology. Mm -hmm. When this guy came out, you could immediately tell like, okay, this guy is an actor who's paid to lead us through this storyline. And he was great at it and he was funny, but I never re I never thought he looked familiar or realized who he was. Until, until we were eating lunch afterwards, Mm -hmm. like an hour later. And I think, was it Austin young? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was Austin. Yeah. We posted our picture with the group. And he goes, is that Keith Coogan? 
And I went in my head, I was like, Keith Coogan, who the fuck is Keith? Oh my God, it's the brother from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. <laughs> and I literally was like, it's so weird because like, A, that is one of my favorite like early 90s like dark comedies. Yeah. I mean, it's such a fun and weird movie. And he plays Kenny, the brother, the asshole. Applegate's brother, yeah. 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 Who's like the famous scene where they're like, she tells him to do the dishes and he's like launching them. They're shooting him with a gun (laughs) off the roof. And, uh, and it's kind of like a coming of age movie for all those characters. Yeah, but like, I love that movie. Um, I thought that guy was so cool when I was a kid because I was like, God, he's got a badass like Guns N' Roses poster in his room. He's so <laughs> fucking cool. Um, I thought he was cool as an adult when I saw that movie for the first time. I was like, that's a cool fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was like, I felt dumb, though, because multiple people like on Instagram recognized him before we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were in his presence for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking to him. Right. Well, you know. To, in our defense, though, we had a team of people observing us as we went through the experience. So there was like a lot going on with being in an augmented reality experience for the, in the first place and then having people like tracking your data and observing you and taking pictures. So there was a lot going on, you know. We there, didn't, there was. Didn't tell. It would have been really great if he was like, trap the ghost, trap the ghost. And I was like, right on top of that, Rose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but alas, that didn't happen. So that was a really cool experience, yeah. though. And we ended up running into him at FanFest. And I kind of fibbed a little bit. I was like, oh, dude, we totally knew who you were yesterday. We just didn't want to, like, ruin the experience. And he was like, oh, you guys could have said something. And in my head was like, I didn't know who you were. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, funny. So... Um, but that that was fun, Abby. What any final thoughts on the AR stuff before uh, we move on to the to the screening here? I just <clears throat> I really enjoyed myself. It was like another one of those kind of exclusive experiences uh, for the three of us to do. And um, without saying much in detail about it, all I will say that you feel like you're becoming a Ghostbuster and like you're being hired, and it's very cool to live that out um, like in real life. So I, I hope it's I hope it comes out soon so other people can experience it. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this, and Jake, I know we talked about this. There's like uh, there was certain storyline elements featuring uh, a certain villain from a certain sequel uh-huh, that uh, uh-huh. I really I really enjoyed. I thought they were very cool. Yeah, it was very silly, but it was. Fun, and there was some cool, like, um, I guess, artwork that was really neat to look at, stuff you hadn't seen before, a storyline that hasn't, you know, un- unless it's buried somewhere in the comics where we haven't seen it, or I, like, us personally haven't seen it. Uh, it was like a cool new little just fun, like, side storyline that could fit in the in the Ghostbusters universe. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Except, except I was like, "This trap's not accurate." Oh, and a couple people pointed that <laughs> out on Facebook. Were, yeah, someone's like, the, "Someone's like, they, the, that's a major oversight." They actually looked pretty good. Like it actually for, for like for a game, you know. I was I was very impressed by how when they gave us our uniforms, they immediately knew. They just looked at us and then handed us the correct <laughs> sizes and they all fit perfectly. Yeah. yeah, but that was after they put some device on our eyes to measure the distance. Yeah. Like, I yeah, feel, but that, how does that tell you how tall and big around a person is? It Maybe doesn't. they just like worked at a retail shop before and they're good at that. Hey, my I favorite don't know. was, it was amazing. Like, yeah. the, the flight suits looked okay. They, they were like, they, were, they were, weren't really flight suits. They were more like, uh, like coveralls. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, 
We posted our picture, and of course, Hal Clay first comment: loader suits? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> yes. They were comfortable though. They yeah, were comfortable. It. Yeah. And then you tied like a uh, gold head wrap. Yeah, I was. I felt like I was in Cobra Kai. Yeah, me too. <laughs> It was very cool. Uh, so, so that was Friday morning. So Friday was like a big, busy day. I'm trying to remember what happened after that. Did we go back to the hotel and like get ready again for the screening? I think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure we did something else because that was. That was oh, I know what we did. Early. We we went to because um, we wanted to make sure to get downtown. Uh, so the the screening was held at the Globe Theater, which if you're not familiar with uh, the the LA area. So the Globe Theater is in downtown Los Angeles. The studios in Culver City where we were staying. Um it's probably only like 11 or 12 miles, but on a Friday afternoon with no traffic, that's probably 40 minutes. Yeah. So we wanted to make sure to get downtown uh as quickly as possible. Um we went to Gallery 88 uh yes. first because mm-hmm. we wanted to check out uh the gallery and I had to pick up a print and we won't go too in depth on that right now, but I thought it was, it was really cool finally getting to go there. We don't really have anything like that in Atlanta and they had tons of cool prints. Mm -hmm. Could have spent hours and lots of money there. Mm -hmm. If I, uh, if I chose to do, I spent just a little bit of money on, um, I got a creed, uh, card like the, I'm not sure who the artist is. I feel like I should know. I'll I'll look it up. They're doing their, their baseball card art exhibit where they will probably do an episode where we cover all the stuff we got at some point. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it then. Um, okay, cool. So let's talk about the screening. Um, this is where the, the, we're, let's see, we're 40 minutes in and we haven't started talking about FanFest yet. <laughs> Classic Great. YHS move. <laughs> Jake's mad. Great. Uh-huh. Great. Uh-huh. I guess, uh-huh. I guess I quit. Uh-huh. Um, so this was billed as a screening of the, uh, original movie with some special guests. We got to the Globe Theater and, uh, the line was already kind of like forming <coughs> around the block. This was the, so... Let me throw this to you guys. Leading up to FanFest, there was always a little bit of question and concern of like how many people were actually going to be coming. It always kind of seemed like it's pretty pricey. We see a lot of people saying they want to go, but they can't afford it. When we walked up to the Globe Theater, that was the first time I realized like, oh, there's a lot. Yeah. Of, there's a lot of people here. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like confirmation that like, oh, this is going to be an event. And at that point, walking up to the front of the line, we were like, talking to people and taking photos and it was getting real and exciting. Yeah. There was more, there was like, I I can't remember exactly what time we showed up there, but I felt like we were there pretty early and and there was like a huge line. I think, you know what? I think we might've walked around and I think when we showed up, maybe there was, there was only a few people there, but then we took a walk, uh, got some ice cream got lost and then by the time we got back the line was around the building yeah it was crazy and like it was it was a lot of people we knew a lot of people we didn't knew uh didn't know casual didn't fans know. we didn't knew them hey we are so jet lagged just as like a, a to say that to everyone yeah, so yeah. it's fine we're, we're gonna power through it <clears throat> uh there was a lot of people we knew a lot of people in flight suits a lot of people in full gear um <laughs> there's a okay i'm just gonna go ahead and say it. So Video Bob, the infamous yeah. Video Bob, was at FanFest, and we're not going to spend any time dedicated to talking about him, but he put up a video on YouTube of him, like, walking the line uh, at the at the theater, 
And it's really funny because he's, st- I just want to get Jake and Abby's reaction to the things I'm about to say. So first thing in the video, he's like, what's up, Video Bob? I'm a special guest out here at FanFest. Not true. Which is not true. Which is not true. Uh, and <laughs> Jake just, do, what, what, did, what does a horse do? Uh, he what? whinnied. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of walks the line. He's like, want to go say hi to all the fans. And then... um. If you go watch the video, you'll see how excited everybody is to greet uh-huh. him as he as he makes his way down the line. But anyways, I digress. There was a lot of Ghostbusters fans there. And this is a, a big thank you, by the way, to our, our new friends, uh, Matt and his wife, Andrea, from Orlando, who were kind of near the front of the line. And uh, we talked... Super ta- sweeties. Super sweet people. We talked to them and uh, uh, we really hit it off. Mm-hmm. Matt bought us some drinks. So nice. Uh, he's I stressed a, with Andrea in the bathroom at one point, just yeah. about the weekend in general. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah. good. It was good meeting some new people. And, uh, the, and Matt, they're both listeners of the show. Uh, so just wanted to make sure to mention that we, we really enjoyed getting to know you guys a little bit. Um, so it started getting really crowded and they led us in to the theater. Jake, what was your first impression walking in? Um, the, I think one of the first things I noticed walking in there is that there were like there was like a big ghostbusters logo up above the balcony that was just really cool looking it said the screen just said ghostbusters fan fest on it and um immediately i was like okay we need to we need to figure out this seating situation which this i guess was the first stress of the weekend because there was no sort of you know like we were, you know, we were class 10 and when they let us in, they didn't, I didn't know if they were going to be giving us our badges here since this was the first event or what. And they don't, they just let everybody in and there was no sort of, um, we were like, okay, is there like class 10 seating? We did find out that the first three rows were reserved, but the person couldn't tell us who they were reserved for. Yeah, it was weird. So, like, the first three rows were blocked off, and I think we just kind of tried to have a seat, like, in the fourth row. And I talked to – there was a, a nice lady who was, uh, like – I don't know if she worked for Wizard or the theater or what. And I was like, hey, <clears throat> so for those who don't know me, I go into, like, management mode. I'm like, I'm not one to stand around and just let things happen. I'm going to be, like, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, it's probably annoying at times, but that's fine. Uh, and I was like, hey, who – I was like, I see that these are reserved – do you know who they're reserved for? And she was like, no. And I was like, are they for class 10 ticket holders? Because we had all been told there'd be priority seating. And she was like, no. Well, I don't know. What's that? So I explained to her and she was like, let me find out. So then I went out when I was talking to people, whatever. She sees me two or three minutes later and she says, hey, the first three rows are for class 10. And I said, Great, I'll start communicating that to people. So the first thing I did was grab Abby and Jake and said, guys, the, the first three rows are class 10. We need to go get our seats before we tell anybody else. <laughs> um, it kind of did happen like that, kind of not really. But anyways, so the information got out that that was for the class 10, and we were able to get really good seats at the front of literally, the stage. Literally front row center. center. Right, which is not what you would normally want for a movie, but... It was on no, a stage. No, but the, it was on a stage, and the the the, the screen was kind of set back yeah. a, a few, so it was perfect. 
It was good. It was really it was like good. A concert venue. It was like a concert venue, and like the it was probably forty five minutes or an hour before the for the movie actually started, and it was just such a good vibe in yeah. there. There was a uh, what was it like a cotton candy? Yeah, there was like a flying cotton candy machine, and there was a guy in a like a flight suit making. I, 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 wait, there was. Hold on. I want to. I like the idea of a flying cotton candy. Bless you, Bless a flying. You. <laughs> Got that oh, cotton crud. Someone's what happening? Cotton cool. candy machines. Cotton candy cotton crud. No, dude. Mm-hmm. The, it, well, it's flying because I, I don't know how traditional cotton candy is made. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on it. But I will say that when it's made in a flying machine, like air, I guess, shoots it up. So, like, the guy has to catch it and, like, whip it around. It's very, very cool. I took a video of it. We're going to put it up on YouTube at some point soon. But I was able to, like, sit down on the couch and eat my cotton candy and drink some soda before we went and watched the actual movie. And like Jake said, our seats were extremely good. The vibe was really good in that theater there were like balcony seats and it was just gorgeous it was very like uh i don't know if i want to say art deco but like ornate and like uh like just old hollywood uh style and flair it was very cool in there i enjoyed it yeah it was cool and it was a good vibe in there we're talking to people we're taking pictures and uh you know having some snacks some drinks and it filled up i mean it was you know there was only maybe like 20 rows like it was almost like standing room majority of, of the room, like people were like, so, um, it wasn't a very big theater, I guess maybe like it was smaller than like the tabernacle in Atlanta. Like Mm -hmm. it was, it was, uh, it was cool though. It was a good vibe. Like Jake said, big Ghostbusters logo projected on the wall and then the lights and you could see the video of like this introduction, um, on YouTube, but the, the lights dimmed and then you hear Dan Aykroyd's voice. And it was the first time of the weekend where he was like in First of many times where he was like in Coneheads mode. Yeah. Like that was just his choice of talking throughout the weekend. And it was basically like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. And it was just like, oh, my God, this is happening. (laughs) I hear Dan Aykroyd. And then Dan walked out and Ivan walked out. William Atherton, Ernie Hudson, and Jason Reitman. And at that point, I'm basically a mess. Like they haven't said anything. And I'm just like. I'm like overwhelmed with emotions. I don't want to look at anybody because I'm like choking back tears. Um, And it wasn't a very long thing, maybe like 10 minutes. They just talked about how appreciative they were for, you know, for fan fest and for Mm -hmm. the movie and introduced it and talked a little bit. Uh, The only thing they said about the new movie, I think Ivan said that, Everybody was blown away by the script and that Sony was blown away by the script. And that was the first time over the weekend where I really realized, man, like Jason and Ivan Reitman have a very special bond. It was very, very cool to be there. And I'm hoping that they let me be part of their family. Like, I just want (laughs) to. Yeah. Like like Ivan adopts me and Jason's my new older brother. Yeah. Doesn't like me much at first. But then like. Then he starts to respect you. Yeah. Make him laugh. (laughs) we'll get to that later um so uh i don't know what what did you guys think of this uh these intros it was cool i knew it was we were sitting there waiting for it to start and i saw william atherton staring at the crowd through the like through the curtains and i was like guys william atherton is here he's right it was very kind of ominous and scary because he was like he was just staring. I was like, all right, that's yeah. cool. But as we uh, found out throughout the weekend, that's not 100% that's, out of character. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the that's many his, faces. Uh, that's his go-to. Um, 
It was cool, man. Like they, like you said, it was quick. Dan Aykroyd introduced everybody. Um, Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman and Jason Reitman are the only ones who who spoke. Um, William Afton and Ernie Hudson just stood there. Dan Aykroyd had to read some copy to promote the new Blu-ray, yeah. which was weird. Like every as, as if not as if not everybody there knew about it or was receiving it through FanFest, right? He's like talking. He's like, hold on. I got to do some business here. Don't forget to pick up the 35th anniversary blue. It's like, yeah, we know. I, was there press there? Like, maybe. There was some no. press there. Okay, no. No. Right. Not real press. Dan was just doing There was thing. no press there. I liked no it. Press. I thought it was good. Uh, and yeah, and then and then I think uh, Jason Reitman had the, the line of the night. Yeah, I filmed that. Yeah. I put it in my story. Well, he did the line. You got, My dad says, or what is, God, now I'm going to fuck. You know the totally line. ruined it. My, my dad Do thinks it. you guys are full of crap. Something like Something that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got so stressed. Says, God, see, you know, you know what, though? Jason Reitman screwed up a line, too, yes, at one did. point. It's hard to get it completely accurate because you get stressed right before the moment of actually saying it, and then you go for it and you, you fuck it up. Yeah. Um, and then and then they played the movie. So, like, they played Ghostbusters. Oh, no, no, no. That's not what happened, actually. Mm-hmm. They played some uh, of the special features off the Blu-ray. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying. I know they played the GB2 teaser trailer, the unfinished teaser trailer. Yeah, and they played the uh, th- uh, the little video that they shot of oh, the Dan real. Aykroyd yeah. and Bill Mort- Murray to uh, kind of pitch it to the studios or yeah. whatever. Yeah, the Show West reel. Um, bo- both of those are are great. Uh, <laughs> that Ghost, but we watched the Ghostbusters 2 unfinished teaser which is basically the full version of the commercial from GB2 with the balloons and the uh, hot beverage thermal mug and all that. And it's phenomenal. Yeah. Like, it is it's so amazing. Cool. It's very funny. It was very cool to watch that. It should yeah. have been in the movie. It should have been, been in the, the actual teaser. That should have yeah. been the actual teaser trailer. I agree. Uh, watching all of their fake... And it's really good. It looks like HD quality, like looking at everybody's facial expressions as they're... Like, they're, you could tell they're purposefully like being bad actors, which is... Like the one part where Ernie's got the uh, the proton wand like on the ghost's face and it's just pushing it back and forth like in a weird yeah. dancing motion. It is. It, it, it hits Egon in the like face. The, yeah, that's like my that was my favorite. Honestly, my favorite thing that we saw because like you've, we've seen the movie before, but it was cool to get to see that like all. Together. Oh, we got to talk about the movie though. Yeah. So Can they, we talk about the guy that filmed the movie on his <laughs> knees in front of us the entire time on the stage. That's what I want to talk about. So they screened the movie and they did like lights and sounds with the movie. And it was kind of it was almost like a Rocky Horror thing, like people just shouting out the lines. It was definitely yeah, a, the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like a five year old boy behind me who knew every line of the movie. Mm-hmm. And yep. at one point I turned around and I just congratulated him. I was like, <laughs> you know it all. Uh, you did it. Uh, I think you shook his hand at the end of the show. I did. Yeah. I was like, nice to meet you, sir. <laughs> uh, but uh, there was a guy. I don't know who this guy was. I'm sure he's a great guy. Lovely guy. What a guy. Uh, he, uh, Jake, I, you describe it. You, you had a really good, I don't know. <laughs> you talk about this. He j- <laughs> you talk about it in case it sounds bad. He, <laughs> you, um, <laughs> he sat. At the stage, the entire like on with his, his arms on the stage, on his knees, and I just don't understand how anybody could sit like that for that long. I it was it was hurting me to see him sit in such an 
uncomfortable looking position for an entire movie. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. And that's, that's not the worst part though. He's on his knees for an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. With his arms on the stage, looking up at the screen, but he's also filming the the movie movie. on a GoPro. He probably only filmed like half an hour because that's about what GoPro batteries last. (laughs) But, um. Yeah. <laughs> Why would he do that? Dude, if they were extra special effects. I'm sure. Really so- wanted to see it. Dude, I <laughs> was, wanted to watch it later on. I respect him and he's his like, like, <laughs> circulation because I couldn't crouch. He's like, like I'm not buying that Blu ray. I'm filming it right here. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was crazy. Yeah. You see a lot of fandom and different types. Yeah, it was great. Dedication. Respect to him. If you're out there and listening, please call us and we want to hear you. You're a new friend of the podcast, Knees. Yeah. Absolutely. That's his name. Yeah, we'll get him knees. some knee pads. Yeah, we want to buy you some knee pads for your next movie-going experience. <laughs> Respect. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so that was the screening, and then uh, there, wa- there wasn't anything. Uh, once it was done, it was done. And then um, we, we all went out to, f- to get food. I mean, it was, it was kind of an earlier night. I mean, I'm glad it was because FanFest was such a long day. Um, but overall, like at that point, I, I was really like, I, I was feeling pretty good. Like I, I liked watching the movie in that environment. I thought it was really cool. I think it might've been a little bit better if we got to see it. Like, I don't know, like one of the Sony mm-hmm. theaters with like state of the art sound or whatever, yeah. but it was a cool vibe. I, I was at that point. I was like, wow, this turned out even a little bit better than I was expecting. There's a lot of people here. Yeah. I was feeling pretty good at that point. I, I was too. I was like, well, this is going to be smooth sailing. Everybody who was worried about FanFest because there wasn't a schedule or a lot of details coming out before, I felt like, oh, I guess we were all oh, wrong. But, but that's the thing. The schedule came out during the oh, movie. Oh, yeah. It came out right in the middle of the movie. Everybody literally was like, we just got the schedule. Let's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it was like a deep impact when everybody gets the notification of Ellie. <laughs> It's like everybody's <laughs> texts are going off. <laughs> Extinction level event. Uh, so yeah, the schedule and like the autograph schedule all kind of went up during uh, during the movie. So it was kind of a mad dash to try to figure out those details. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there, then we got some food with some friends and headed off to the hotel because we had to get ready for FanFest the next day, which started off with the Class 10 breakfast. All right, here we go. We are now 56 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Oh, and boy. We, are, we can start talking about FanFest now. All right. This is what the people want. Yeah. It's a breakdown. I need it. We're it's a review. It. Got to get it all out. Got to get it all out. Yeah. Next week on YHS. Just kidding. Uh, that would be so shitty. Uh, so the, the breakfast was part of the Class 10 package. It was part of the deal. There's going to be breakfast with talent. We didn't know anything else other than there's going to be some people there. We didn't know if there was going to be additional photo ops or autographs or we didn't know what it was going to be, but we came prepared. We brought our stuff, brought our posters, um, had our pens. God, are you guys sick of hearing about these pens? Yeah. I still got one of them. I accidentally stole one. Oh, well, that'll be six bucks. You didn't check your pen case and count all your pens. You now owe me $756. Let's keep keep the uh, tally going. Oh, fuck. Hold on. We didn't even talk about one really cool thing, and I, I, I would hate to miss this. Uh, when we left Ghost Corps, Eric 
Uh, oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah, Eric uh, gave us a set of the... Um, Mezco. The Mezco 112. Uh, uh-huh. Jake, why don't you tell oh, wait, us wait, because wait. you have them. What are they? 112? <laughs> yeah, one they're six. the 112. Jake's probably looking at them. Jake's sleeping with him. Uh, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Eric gave us a set of the 112 Collective. Um, the Ghostbusters set with Slimer. These things look so much better than I thought they were going to. They, they, they're. I love action figures that size. They're very detailed. Tons of accessories. They come in a really cool case. And uh, yeah, Jake. Jake took ownership because uh, we have a little running thing. When when the podcast is lucky, we enough, worked it out. Yeah. Yeah. When, when the podcast is lucky enough to receive a big ticket item as a somebody gives it to us or we or whatever you know there's three of us we got a little rotation here Mm -hmm. so there will be no custody battle there will be no gofundmes for divorce lawyers Mm -hmm. it was uh it was just uh jake got the mezcos and uh what do you think of those things they're great man i that's the first time I've, i've even seen them in person and uh, the detail on them is really good. The sculpts are really great. The, the, the clothing looks better. Like, as you were just saying, they look better in person than they even do. I like the Slimer that comes with it. I haven't like, uh, pulled them out of the box yet to, to, you know, put them on display yet, but, um, I'm excited to, and, and we'll, and we'll post a picture on our Instagram as soon as, as soon as they go up. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, we, we, there's going to be some detoffs that need to be bought this week. Yeah. We got a yeah. lot of stuff. Jake, you got to come back up. No matter what happened, <laughs> no, no matter what trials and, you know, we're going to talk about fan fest. We're going to be honest and talk about, um, all the good and some of the bad. Yeah. It's important to be honest about things. And yeah. But at the end of the day, we got a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we got a, we lot, had a yeah. lot of fun at the end of the day. We got a lot of stuff. Got a lot of stuff. Okay. So let's talk about this breakfast class 10 breakfast. They had it at a restaurant off site called rush street. And basically, it was like a buffet style with assigned seating. Uh, we were at a table with, it was me, Abigail, Jake, Troy Benjamin, uh, I believe Jack from the uh, New Orleans, or the Louisiana Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and then Jason Lang, who uh, is, I think he's a Dragon Con dude, PK Surge guy, and he's a YHS listener. So yeah. it, was a, let's, it was a good table. It was a good table. It was a good yeah. table. Cool kids. Um, you also, got, Adam Schwartz was at our table. Adam Schwartz from Alabama. The coolest. Another really good guy. Let's yeah. talk about, um, you guys requested vegan meals. How'd that turn out? Are we going to be honest about I mean, the, it? Was, it, was, it was fine. It, was it wasn't like, it, it was one of those things where like if I got that here in Georgia, I'd be like, oh, this is great. But I was, but like out there in California where every place had a vegan option that was amazing, I was like, oh, okay. This is first of all. This is not breakfast food. But it was pan roasted vegetables and pita bread. Yeah, yeah. Which meh. Oh pita. Oh pita. Okay. It was breakfast, and the coffee was very nice. Yes. And the company was unparalleled. I even had a cup of coffee. You did? Yeah, the coffee was good. Yeah, good. I was drinking it through the, a straw hey, like a maniac. Only, the only thing here, this this I thought was very funny. Uh, I I got I got up and got a second cup of coffee, and uh, then there was another. Um, container that was labeled almond milk. I was like, oh, cool. I, I usually just drink my coffee black because most places don't have almond milk. Um, I'm happy to drink black coffee, but they had it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a little treat. I'm going to put some almond milk in my coffee. Oh, yeah. I, I start to pour it in, and it was just more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. 
I remember that. black coffee in there, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, so no almond milk. Yeah, I remember when that happened, because the guy behind me was, like, trying to pour out of the other one, which is empty, and I was like, hey, more coffee. (laughs) Thanks, Jake. And I got to say, I hate coffee so many times. You said it so much, it it was so funny every time. People thought I was Chris Helmsworth. Anyways, uh, so when we checked in, we got our class 10 um, goodie bags, for lack of a better term. Let's yep, talk about those. Badges. Yeah, we got our class 10 badges. So all of the the regular general admission badges for FanFest just had like the Playmobil advertisement on them. Um, but the, all the class badges, each one featured uh, original artwork by John Yerkeba. Which is amazing. Yeah. Like, totally cool. Congratulations to him. So uh, the Class 10 badge had his uh, piece from the video game, which is uh-huh. very cool. Um, the real third movie is what I call it. Uh, boson darts. Anyways, so we got our Class 10 badges that had our uh, all of our, like, I thought it was going to be a hole punch situation. But basically, it, it was what gate got you access to the photo ops and autographs that you were entitled to. We'll talk about that here in a few. Um, in the bag, there was the uh, Blu-ray, the new 35th anniversary Blu-ray with the exclusive gel slime slipcover, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. And the Blu-ray was signed by, help me out, Dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. and Ernie Hudson. Mm-hmm. Yep. So right off the bat, you got a signed Blu-ray by Dan and Ernie, which is very cool. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's awesome. Like that's a really good value. I'm glad that that was included. We did find out that only the class 10s got the Blu-ray. All the other classes got a uh, signed regular Ghostbusters DVD signed by Ernie Hudson, but that also had the exclusive slipcover with the wavy lines and the the card back. So Mm -hmm. uh, also very cool, but the the Blu-ray was uh, specifically uh, something I was really excited to get. What else was in there? Uh, There were some patches in there. Uh, Also artwork um, from John Yerkeba. There were some pins. Oh, yeah. There's a bottle Um, opener and a 35th anniversary pin, which were both very cool. mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And then there was a play. There were five patches in there. Right. There was the logo patch and then the four um, movie patches, which were very cool. Those will be collectible. They were only available in these bags. Um, So if you got your hands on them, uh, hang on to them. Those are going to be worth a pretty penny. Um, and then, uh, there was a Playmobil figure, which Jake, I think I gave you mine and because I already had those, I already had the Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters two Playmobil figures. Uh, so that was cool. Apparently. So we were supposed to get the Transformers Ghostbusters variant cover IDW comic and we didn't, we did not not. get it. Mm -hmm. Um, those were supposed to be in our bags. We also found out that wizard world doesn't know what a lithograph is. Because there was no lithograph in the bag. Yeah, there were we, two prints. There was two prints. Um, mm-hmm. They're both great. Like uh, Which Tim, are both great, yeah. Tim Laddie, sure. uh, who's an IDW cover artist, did uh, one that's really, really cool. Uh, it's got a bunch of like old – it's like an old living room with like Kenner toys and, and all sorts of little yeah, Easter eggs. A yeah. bunch of references to, to all the different yeah. ghostbusters. And then John, which was supposed to be the lithograph, which was just another print – uh, John Yerkeba's artwork was featured on there. Now, Jake, what is a lithograph? You know, I can uh, I can pull up the definition for you. Oh, Abby's got it. Uh, oh. <laughs> what is the difference between a lithograph and a print? 
From this drawing, the prints are inked and pooled. One drawing for each different color. A common way to tell the print is a hand lithograph or an offset lithograph is to look at the print under magnification. Marks from a hand lithograph will show a random dot pattern created by the tooth. I don't know if this is... I don't know what any of that anybody, means. Anybody? Because I am... I think a lithograph is more like a pulled, like, like it's an actual live, like almost like a screen print. Not just yeah, something. it's a higher quality than just like a printed out piece mm-hmm. of paper. Right, right. So that was supposed to be included. Uh, it wasn't. That's okay. Not the end of the world. Um, but yeah, so the goodie bags were pretty cool. And uh, I kept getting really stressed that like, it was like an OCD thing. I kept going through my bag to make sure everything was there. Like mm-hmm. a psychopath, like five times during breakfast, I was like, I need to look inside my bag. Okay. okay. <laughs> One patch, two patch, three patch, four patch, five patch. I got a bottle opener. I got a pin. Where are my prints? Okay, they're right there. Abby, your foot's on the print. Okay. Uh, so I was a little stressed. Yeah. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Then what they, so there was two things happening with the, the breakfast. So we're all eating. Ivan Reitman was there and he was going around to each table and spending five, 10 minutes kind of having a conversation. Yeah. And if I can jump in here, I, before that happened, decided to hit the restroom real quick. And I got a text while I was in there that said, Ivan's here. And that was it from Craig. And I was like, fuck, I need to get out of here ASAP. So I like made a beeline back to the table and got down just in time for the photo. And like, the and you guys were talking at that point. I think he was talking about the shiver and the guys <laughs> the first time he saw his guys and everything so, yeah. um so that was cool to have ivan at the table and um you know he's just such a sweet like you know we've talked we've joked before about ivan kind of being grumpy but he really seemed like he was in a, a really Good he seems so yeah. happy that entire day yeah yeah i agree with that he yeah. he you know thanked us for uh you know accepting jason and being like, you know, open to Jason directly. Like he seemed genuinely like happy that people are happy with Jason Reitman taking over directing. Well, God, I mean, think about it. I'm sure it. he's happy. It's like, it's like gotta be a fulfilling thing to pass on the torch to your, it's like how my dad went into the yeah. fabric business because, <laughs> with his dad. And then my Papa Wally sat down with me at the table and said, thank you for accepting your dad into the fabric business. That didn't happen. No. Uh, let's get real for a second. Let's get super serious at YHS time. Mm-hmm. 2016 was a really weird year for Ghostbusters. It was a lot of turmoil, a lot of stress, a lot of like disappointment financially. Uh, and I, it just didn't pan out the way that they wanted it to. So I'm sure when they announced this new movie and they released that teaser trailer... I'm sure even though it's a new movie in the original universe by an amazing director, I'm sure that there was some like, what if people reject this? What if, mm-hmm. what if it's for some reason just the same thing? And it's yeah. not. So I'm sure it's a, a very fulfilling and satisfying and relieving experience for Ivan Reitman and everybody at Ghost Corps to know how much support they have out the gate for this project. Yes. And it was a relieving experience. I think for the, the three of us and for me to be there and to watch the two of them, Ivan and Jason talking on stage and just interacting, uh, throughout the weekend, because there seems to be like a, like a, a love and an understanding that, that makes me feel like this is going to be an extremely special film. It gives me confidence. The fact that the script 
has been mentioned so many times. The fact that there is a full script and that it's it's something they're going to reference when they make the movie. I'm so excited <laughs> Wait, about that. Whatever do you mean? You know, y'all, I don't need to talk. I don't need to talk shit. But I will say that Jason Reitman is God. Did he ever win me over this weekend? I don't even know if we're going to get into the selfie photo. Oh, we're getting th- uh, story yet. But like, he is just he's a stand up, awesome, authentic, genuine dude. And I am so grateful that this movie the movie that i care the franchise i care the most about is in his capable hands i am very grateful for that yes um uh anything to add well look we haven't even talked about the the main part we haven't talked about the best part of the breakfast uh we're halfway the through the bread no we're halfway through uh dave coulier walked in oh, yeah. and jake just you walks in. you were just tickled by that like yeah. you just, just loved it well, it was funny because I don't think he was like supposed to be. He's not in any of those photos. He's not. Right. I was like, is I don't think he showed up like literally halfway through, like half of the, the the you know the 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 group that was going around doing the photos at every table were halfway done. And he just walks in and he's just hanging out and talking to people. And I was like, I don't even think he's supposed to be here. Yeah. It was really funny though, yeah. Because it's it's Joey Gladstone. Like, yeah. for, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. He did the voice of Peter Venkman after Lorenzo Music. Great, love it. Perfect. Welcome to the community. Love being a fan. <laughs> you are fucking Joey Gladstone. You yeah. are Bullwinkle. Yeah. You are Popeye. And uh, sometimes you're even a little bit of a uh, Bill Murray. Uh, and that's fine. You are not though. But I am. Yeah. Not. Sometimes. <laughs> Cinderella boy from Augusta. Okay, so um, there's a group of Ghostbusters cast members making their way around the room. In this group, you've got Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, William Atherton, Ray Parker Jr., and Maurice LaMarche, who obviously is an extremely talented voice actor, and Egon Spangler in The Real Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. So that was more people at the breakfast than I was expecting. I um, thought it was just going to be Dan and Ivan. But it was weird. I thought that too, but they, they're being shuffled along as a group of, like, I never thought there would be a moment where I saw these five or six people together. <laughs> be shuffled past Shuffling here. around in between these tables. And I realized right off, uh, right off the bat, as I like to say, that Dan Aykroyd cannot be wrangled. <laughs> he cannot Man will not be moved. He cannot be he told cannot what to do. Be contained. If he has chosen to have a long conversation with a child, he's going to do it. <laughs> there was multiple times where people were trying to get his attention and he was just not acknowledging. One of those moments was um Jack uh I think his last <laughs> Jack Dupe or Dupe, sorry if I say your last name wrong, from Louisiana. They had the uh uh, Phoenix pack, which is uh, people know about that proton pack in the Ghostbusters community. It's it's very mm-hmm. cool. It's chromed out. It's got a really cool venting uh, action. And he was trying to show it to Dan. And he was like, Dan, I want to show you the pack. I want to show you the venting. He's like, let's take a picture. And he goes, oh, you got to check out the venting. He goes, let's take a picture. And no matter what he said, Dan Aykroyd was not going to look at the venting on this pack. Yeah, he did not. He just wanted the picture. He was like, bring it by the office or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Oh, Here's my favorite moment. So at one point, they're getting ready to do the picture at the table behind us, which means that all five of them are standing directly behind me. Yeah. So yeah. I'm striking. I'm talking to 
Ernie Hudson. I'm joking with Ray Parker. Also in my head, I, I have a, there's video of this. I probably was just sitting there in silence. Um, but at one point I'm overhearing Dan and William Atherton talking. They're like talking business. Yeah. And I hear, and I don't know what the, the, the conversation was, but I just hear Dan go, look, man, look, get back to the office. We'll hang out for a while. We'll, you know, we'll take care of business. And I was just like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I, I don't, after seeing William Atherton all day, who knows what yeah, they're talking Yeah, I think I might know what kind of business they were taking care of back at <laughs> the office. Yeah. I don't know. We got to get this guy some Twizzlers. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, but it was I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it other than like we took a picture with everybody. We got some really good candid shots. It was just weird. It was exciting. And it was like in some ways much more than I was expecting. In some ways less than I – it was just – I can't even like articulate what it was actually like other than it was fucking weird. Overwhelming. And I I loved it. Yeah. It was overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Overwhelmingly positive and uh, stressful. I mean I don't know how else – like – just getting up early in the morning and being around a lot of people is stressful for me, but having like some of those people be like extremely influential, like iconic people that we talk about all the time and do impressions of, like it was very surreal. I was very stressed out, but I'm very grateful that we were able to prop our phone up and like film the entire interaction. I'm excited to put that video up and I'm just looking back at photos and and videos is the best way to like recount it because while it's going on, it's a total, blur and like craig it's like you're trying to think of something some really witty fun line to win everyone over with and it's well, like that I'm it's so, hard i'm so lame like in my head i was like craig whatever you do don't tell dan that you were at ghost core the other day he doesn't care <laughs> and i didn't but i knew i felt it in my head i was like oh here's my in i'll be like, oh yeah ah boy we're at the uh, and i'm just doing his voice for some you're reason talking to him in his own voice yeah <laughs> um so that, and that was it. Like, we took some we pictures. We come from Georgia. Yes. <laughs> yes, we have for breakfast. We want bacon. Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of bacon, here's my actual favorite moment from the breakfast. What? I know. It was the AJ Coy yeah. bacon story. Well, for whatever reason, in the pan that had all the bacon, all of the bacon was laying over, like, layers of sliced bread. <laughs> and I guess it was to let the grease Absorption. absorb yeah. into the to the bread. And, and AJ was standing behind me and he just looks at me and he goes, are we supposed to eat the bread? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't think so. It's going to be quite greasy. Um, maybe he thought it was like a Georgia thing. I don't know. Uh, there's probably some people who eat the bread. Yeah, I want that grease bread, that yeah. greasy Ghostbuster breakfast bread. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the breakfast was wild. Um mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see. Breakfast ended at about 11. Doors were at 12 at the convention. And so we kind of made our way back to the Sony lot. We got our premier parking, which we quickly realized was with everybody else's parking. (laughs) But that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. It's fine because all of them had to pay $7. Ours was included (laughs) in the class 10. Can't pay for parking like that. Uh, uh. So it was fine. Uh, luckily, oh, we had been to the lot a couple of times, so it, I was pretty familiar with the the parking scenario at the Sony lot. <laughs> what was That's it? That's great. What? Just it's all it all is hitting me in <laughs> waves. Continue, Jake. What did you feel? How did you feel about saving that seven dollars? <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> This is totally worth it. Hey, 
it was also it was also like one level down than the visitor parking, so it was yeah, yeah, yeah. one small flight of stairs yeah, less than, than hey, we had to walk the true. other two times. And I haven't even told you when we got there, I heard like the loud Ghostbusters music, like with like good bass. I was like, "Whoa, the party's already getting started, man! Yeah. This is great." And then I realized it was the car next to us <laughs> playing. Like, Damn it! Um, so we had talked a lot um, about getting ready for FanFest and what we were going to be wearing and what we were going to be getting signed. So I can safely say, looking back at all my photographs, I'm very happy with my wardrobe choices for the day. How about you guys? Yeah, I f- I love my Ghostbusters 2 uh, shirt. Loved the combo jeans shirt that I chose. And uh, I really liked wearing Troy's jacket because it looks cool to have the hey. GB2 logo over hey. the GB2 logo. Listen. Easy. This, this isn't the Troy Benjamin show, okay? <laughs> I liked my outfit, and I liked my photos, and I liked my autograph choices, too. Uh, shout out to AJ Quick for the Ecto-1A uh, license plate that I got signed by Ernie Hudson, Dan Aykroyd, um, and Ivan Reitman. I'd like to get Bill Murray on there. But, yeah, I had a great time interacting with everybody that, like, the uh, autograph what, sessions. What are you doing here? What? You are skipping so I'm far sorry. ahead. Back, I'm sorry. I asked you if Dude, you liked I your skipped. T-shirt. I liked my... <laughs> I liked my t-shirt. Sorry, Jake, did you like your t-shirt? I did like my t-shirt. I also wore the Ghostbusters t-shirt, and uh, I was happy with it. You know who else really liked our t-shirts? Who? Who? I remember. Uh, 8 o'clock? What's his name? Steve Tash. Steve Tash. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's not 8 o'clock. He's not 8 o'clock. He's Jennifer Runyon's co-part. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he loved our shirts. At one point, he hit me in the chest. He was like, what's up, man? I was like, ugh. (laughs) He hit me. (laughs) Um, he said that our shirts were punk rock. Yeah. I was like, thank you. Thank you. They're not, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, if for anybody who's wondering, I was wearing a vintage real Ghostbusters Slimer tee. So um, we made our way in. We quickly realized there was a long line for security. And we had to wait in that. And security is always stressful. Felt like I was back at the airport. Did not like that, but I get it. Um, and then there was a... a this was, we got in and there was three long lines and I was like, cool, which one's the class 10 line? And nobody knew because everything was just a big old mixture, which is uh-huh. fine. But we were able to, we, um, kind of a side note, the Georgia Ghostbusters had a table set up. So we got in a little bit early to go check out the table, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Dude, Did we a- spend all weekend just skipping lines? Yeah. No. Yes. Listen, yes. I think we did. Dude, Here's the thing. You know how Thank they say. You, you know how they say like you know big shots or celebrities they never pay for a drink. Well, we don't really drink, but we don't wait in line. We don't wait in lines. <laughs> oh God, I just called myself a big shots. <laughs> Listen, when you're a big shots celebrity, the likes of a podcaster. Yeah. You're not just going to start waiting in lines like some sort of simple tip. by dozens of people. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to be out there. <laughs> anyway, so we got in, started getting, trying to get the lay of the land. Uh, we got our pamphlet. They put out these, uh, like, kind of the schedule was printed in a, a cool little handbook, which was fine. Uh, but our first mission was to start knocking out autographs. So let me break this down, Okay. Class 10 tickets entitled us to autographs from, and I'm doing this by memory, so if I forget anybody, please remind me. Ernie Hudson, Dan Aykroyd, Ivan Reitman, Ray Parker Jr., Paul Feig, Maurice LaMarche, 
and Dave Coulier. I think that was the seven. Yes, I think so. It came with five photo ops. Jason and Ivan Duell, the 84 cast members. Um, in, oh, William Atherton was the other autograph. autograph. Uh, the 84 cast members, uh, and then the real Ghostbusters duel, and then Ray Parker Jr. and Paul Feig. So we had – the thing about this event, and I'll throw to you guys, we go to a lot of cons. 12 to 8 is not very long. That's just no. like most cons open at nine or ten in the morning and don't and they go to maybe like eight or nine. So yeah. like we knew there's a lot going on. In a condensed period of in time. In a condensed period of time. There was a lot more people there than I was expecting. And it became kind of apparent early on that there was some levels of chaos, especially in the autograph areas. There was gonna be some like concessions made and like having to understand that you can't be everywhere at once, and that was kind of a hard thing to accept, to be honest, when we were in line for the uh, photo ops, yeah. and it was like, oh, well, we can't possibly bounce from this back to the other thing we have to get to and do everything else in between. Um, well, I think it would have been possible. Yeah? I think it would have been possible if it was run like literally every other convention in the world is run, where... If you go, you know, if you're at Dragon Con or Spooky Empire or Megacon or whatever, mm-hmm. there's 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 the regular line and then there's a VIP line. And if you if you have the VIP pass or the class 10 or whatever, you walk into that line and they stop the regular line and they let those people go first. Um, class 10 was a fifteen hundred dollar ticket. There should have been a VIP line for every single autograph line. And if there was, we know that there were only, what, 125 class 10 people? Something like that, yeah. If they would have had the line set up, like literally every other convention in the goddamn world, we would have been able to get all of our autographs and still do other things because we wouldn't have been waiting in lines. But we – we didn't have that opportunity. We wait. There was there was once or twice where uh, where someone was like, oh, they're class 10. Let's move them forward. But then most of the time we were just waiting in the same line as everybody else mm-hmm. behind everybody else. Yeah. So and, and I think the thing that really worked against it was that none of the big like uh, Ernie Hudson, William Atherton, like the class package guests they were not taking money at their tables. They were just signing for people who had class packages. The problem was nobody was checking anything. So not only Mm -hmm. people were getting in line and getting autographs that hadn't paid for them, which, listen, if you did that and you got one, more power to you. Yeah, well, I don't even disrespect that. Yeah, but not only that, but there was people getting four and five and six things signed. And because there wasn't enough handlers to kind of like move things along, it created, especially in the main autograph room, uh, specifically if they, I'll put it this way. If they would have moved Ernie Hudson to a different space, because he was, he ended up being one of the more popular guests there, Mm -hmm. but his line crowded up that entire room because everybody, all of the other guests, like the tier one guests, who were great guests, like uh, 
Violet Ramis, Robin Shelby, Slavitsia Jovan, who played Gozer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Jennifer Runyon, uh, Billy Bryan, all these people. There was no line for any of them because you had to actually pay money. Like yeah. maybe two or three people. We were knocking those out like crazy. Um, but because the uh, Ernie Hudson, William Atherton, those bigger guests were clogging it up, it just made the whole experience overwhelming. Um, and mm-hmm. since there were, because once we got in line for Ernie Hudson, like we were just jumping out of line, like yeah. when we could to like knock out other autographs. Yeah. Um, but it was so hot in there. It was hot. It was chaotic. <clears throat> there were a lot of people. There was not a lot of water. Just being honest, there was um, no water. Yeah, there was that no one water point I was station. like pushed up against. Uh, a clear glass door just like looking into an area that was closed off and I was like oh my god I wish I could be over there just to have like some personal space um, because it it kind of takes away from the fun of interacting with these these famous people that you've wanted to meet for a long time um, to feel like very stressed out in that situation and like confused conflicted um, and yeah there was definitely some stress that was very real right. inside of that autograph and room. I was so I was so overwhelmed at first. Like Joe Medjuk, who's the producer of Ghostbusters, you've seen him a lot. He's on the commentaries. He was just sitting there with nobody. And like he was signing for free. And I was just like, I just need to remove myself from this building because it's hot. Mm -hmm. And it's getting close to that time where we need to get over to the photo op area for these photo ops. Um, So I would say our first 45 minutes there were pretty stressful like real yhs stress yeah we did knock out some of the autographs that we needed um but i don't know jake what 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 are your feelings on that first hour uh yeah the same it was stressful we like you just said we did get in there and we did knock out a good number of autographs pretty quickly but it was after that that I feel like the bigger stress happened when we got to the photo op yeah. room because <laughs> there were um, – so we were we, – how many photo ops did came with class 10? It was five six, total. Five, five or six? Yeah. Okay. So two of them were about to happen at uh, – was it 115? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then there were going to be another two at like two fifteen, um, but we we got in there and um, you know we waited for forty five minutes. Like we, it was it was two o'clock before uh, Ivan Reitman showed up, and it and I think pushed. I found out why. By the way, oh well, let's hear it. So I think I want to make something really clear. Um, this event happened on the Sony lot and it was run in affiliation with ghost Corps. But at the end of the day, this was a wizard world event. They did all of the scheduling and all of the booking. And I, as somebody who's very familiar with project management and I had conversations with other people about this today, I don't want to name them. Uh, but, um, you have to build in contingencies. You can't just say, uh, Hope for the best, and that's plan A. Well, well, that. But if you have Ivan Reitman scheduled to be at the breakfast from 9 to 11, and then you have him doing autographs from 12 to 1, and then you have him doing photo ops from 1 to 2, you're, you're, you're not building in any time to, to allow 
for, you know, breaks, for food, for like, like Ivan Reitman should not have been signing autographs after breakfast. He should have done the breakfast and then had time because he's an older dude. You know, he's like 70 years old. He should have had time to relax and recover to gear up for the photo ops. Every human being deserves that. Like, I'm not an old dude, but I felt exhausted after the breakfast, too. Yeah. So I understand. So I from what I can gather, Ivan was caught up in a very long autograph line prior to the photo ops, which delayed. So what happened was at 115 was supposed to be the Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman dual photo op. And then at two o'clock was going to be the Ghostbusters 1984 uh, cast member photo mm-hmm. op. They upgraded everybody from class one all the way to class 10 to receive the dual photo op, which I thought was a really cool move. But once things started getting pushed back because of the scheduling mishaps, it became very clear that this was going to be a stressful time. So we were lucky to be near the front of the line, but there was people who waited hours for their Mm -hmm. photo ops. Um, So what they did was they combined Jason Reitman into the 1984 cast photo ops. So we did not get our Jason and Ivan dual photo op, even though we found out later in the day they actually did happen. But there was no way to communicate that because there was no like, Besides Kato Kalen like yelling through a microphone, like mm-hmm. we just missed out on whenever that dual photo happened, we just missed out on it. But mm-hmm. so we waited in line. It was a little stressful. But think- for every bad kind of thing that happened, there was a really cool thing that balanced it out, in my opinion. That's kind of how I felt the day went. Yeah. Like the conversations with people in line while we were waiting for that. Um, that poor guy at the front of the line. Dude, this guy, I can't remember his name, but he was from New York. He was showing me like video on his phone. He's like, yeah, my son just took his first steps and I'm missing it. (laughs) I was like, bro, this is stressful for you. But you know, Ivan's son did too. Yeah. Uh, He took, (laughs) Ivan's son took his first steps into the YHS universe. Yeah, that's true. It's something Paul Feig has regretted for years. Uh, So Jason Reitman got there before Ivan and he started just like doing the old politician, like going down the line, shaking everybody's hand. In the meantime, somebody passed out from heat exhaustion. An ambulance showed up. The paramedics showed up before (laughs) Ivan did. Um, And, you know, whatever. There there really should have been water stations or snack stations throughout, but whatever. Uh, Jason is introducing to himself. He comes up to us, shakes our hands and... He looks at us and says, you guys have a badass podcast. And I went, you do too. No, I didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he, so he knew who we were. That's uh-huh. great. And that was really special and cool. And it was great to meet him. And that was my first instance of like, well, not second instance because we saw him the night before, but I was just like, man, this is the guy. Yeah. He had a haircut. He'd gotten his haircut like since the night before. He looked great. He looked great. I was so excited to meet him and my uh, mood completely switched from being like irate and frustrated and confused and angry to like, well, I'm having the time of my life now. Um, Because it was really cool to hear him say that we had a badass podcast. Like just as someone who's been podcasting for three years, it's nice to hear that from somebody who's very cool. Yeah, it's a lot better than what you hear from your parents. Yeah, like what's a podcast? There it is. Uh, uh, Um, (laughs) uh, So so Jason introduced himself. It was cool. He went around meeting everybody. And then eventually um, Ivan showed up right at 2 o'clock with uh, Ernie and Dan and William Atherton. And uh, the photo op started. So, Abby, you had a really funny thing that happened 
right there at the beginning of the photo op. With uh, Ivan? Well, the chair and the... Oh, with the chair. chair with the photo? Oh, God, I have so many stories. But yeah, you, we caught this on uh, video, too, so we'll post it at some point. There was the person in front of me um, did his photo op before me, and he was a tall dude, so they brought a chair out so he could sit down in front of the assembled line. Um, and... Obviously, like, that makes sense for him because he would have blocked out Ivan Reitman's face because he's tall. So once I got up there, I was like, I don't want to sit in a chair like a fucking, like, like a... I, like a fucking charity case kid or whatever, like in front of them. Like I wanted to be close and, and like one of them. So I, I walked up, I grabbed the chair. I was like, do I need the chair? Can I move the chair? Hold on. You I'm skipped the, the chair. part. You skipped a really good part. Okay. So before the chair was up there, the guy was like, I think I need a chair. There was no chair. There was a chair in the back of the room. And all of a sudden, louder than anything happening in the room, you hear, bring me the chair. Bring him the chair. Bring it. Bring the chair up. Get this matter chair. And I was like, there's Dan. Dan's just doing his thing. There's Dan. Okay, thank you for bringing me back into the moment. So the chair's there. I look to the person that's like orchestrating the line. And I was like, do I need the chair? Do I have to sit in the chair? They're like, no, you don't have to. At that point, Dan was like engaging in the conversation too. I was like, leave the chair. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't want it. So I grabbed it and moved it. And at that point, kind of regretted moving it because like I felt weird. Like no, I had done something great. wrong. Okay, good. I, got I didn't it. want the chair. Yeah, nobody else. Me- either i was glad i was i was hoping that they weren't gonna make me bring the chair back because guys i took one for the team all of those dudes are tall like even ivan wright was probably like 510 dan and ernie are like 62 like Mm -hmm. they're all tall guys i'm 58 if i'm in a chair it's not gonna be a good look for anybody exactly i was like i don't want to look like a tiny little person in like that's just not my thing right i'm one of the guys so you did your photo op. Yeah. I did my photo op. Did it. Jake did his photo op. And then we mm-hmm. scooted right across to uh, Maurice LaMarche and Dave Coulier for that photo op, which, guys. They're I, so funny. They're funny, guys. I've been taking photo ops my whole life. I've never taken a good one. But I'm telling you, that Dan Aykroyd video we did where we practiced really helped me. Oh, yeah. I was pretty happy with my photo. Fu- Good. I, I haven't posted that picture yet with me and Dave Cooley and Maurice LaMarche because it's one of my favorite pictures I've ever taken. Wow. And I just, I'm like, I just want to save the moment. You're sitting on it. I'm sitting on it for a rainy day. Yeah. But what didn't they made you laugh, though, right? Yeah, because um, I wanted to be in between them. We were trying to figure out how we were, like, going to stage for the photo. Um, And I, like, put my both my arms around them and, like, patted them on the back. Um, cause they, I didn't catch what they were saying, Craig, but you did. It was like, they were like, well, we don't really know what how to how to stand with you or whatever. I didn't do that. You heard that. I wasn't me. Oh, I thought it was you. No. I, I, uh, I walked up. I was after you, Abby. Okay. And, and they were still talking about you and they were like, <laughs> one of them was like, you got to ask the women before you touch them. He's like, <laughs> he's like, we live in a, we live in a me too world now. <laughs> <That's so laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> I would have been I was like, like, guys, it's fine. Duh, there's not really a lot of women at a Ghostbusters fan fest. That's my Bullwinkle impression. Anyways, uh, I'm going to ruin myself for the podcast now. Yeah, you're kicked off. Okay. So anyways, um, we did all those photo ops and, the the pictures printed out really quickly, and they gave us eight by ten holders. Which yeah, are, that was a good that was a good touch. Can we talk about how apparently there was just a bunch of photos of me that got printed at one? Oh yeah, point? we heard that after the fact. The printer got stuck and started shooting out like twenty <laughs> copies of Abby's photo op. <laughs> They'll be on my Patreon. Uh, 
my god. Uh, um, let, but let's talk about real quick how because of the whole time, because of the uh, Ivan Reitman kind of being late, it 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 dug into the time for uh, the Ray Parker Jr. Uh, photo op and. They were just like, hey, we're going to move the Ray Parker Jr. photo op to a later time. There will be an announcement. Uh, and then, you know, we never heard anything. So none of us got our Ray Parker Jr. I, I did see some people got their Ray Parker Jr. photo op. But like, when did who, it happen? Where's the announcement? Where like who's doing the announcing where there's no loudspeaker? There's no like. Yeah, You know, if I, you weren't in the exact right place where they were making the announcement, then you didn't hear the announcement. So right. we missed that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also missed this is, I think. So we also missed our Paul Feig photo op. But I think that was more because we were more concerned with trying to get all our other autographs like that. Right. That's not I think that wasn't their fault. That was us being too busy to, right. well, to it was do just it. The scheduling throughout the day, like. The thing is, there was panels all throughout the day that we never saw. Totally. And have we mentioned the fact that Dan Aykroyd, I'm quoting Troy Benjamin, I think at this point, but like his first words were like at his panel, like, where is everybody? Yeah. There were only like 10 or 15 people. Because what happened was you had all these high priced autographs and photo ops people needed to get. And then people weren't worried. People yeah. were Right. So there was multiple panels I would have loved to have seen. There was a special effects panel. There was an entire panel on the Kenner Real Ghostbusters line, which luckily is on YouTube, which I watched, which was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, the voice actors did a live reading, like stuff that was like really like, hey, on any given regular con, this is stuff I would have loved to see. Yeah. And if it could have been stretched out and structured so that it's not like one everything at once like that's it is extremely frustrating to be and the thing is is like we go to dragon con there's always 50 things you want to do at one time you have to kind of pick and choose but this was there was some stress but we we as collectors who are very like you know we want to get our stuff we want our photos we want our autographs we that was kind of our priority and we're willing to pay for it yeah so we did miss the Paul Feig photo op. Now, Jake, this just came to my attention. I'm going to send you a picture real quick, uh, and I want to discuss it. This is really funny. This guy, uh, John Butler, who's somebody. Oh, I think I saw it. You already. saw it? Did you see the Paul yeah. Feig thing? Yeah. What did you think of that? Uh, that seems rude to me. Yeah, it's a little. It seems rude. Like it's kind. Like it's kind of funny and. It shows that Paul Feig is is like a tremendous uh, sport yeah. and a very good guy, but also that's kind of shitty to do. Yeah. Like that's yeah. kind of isn't that kind of crappy to go up to a director and be like, "Hey, I hated your movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip you the birds in this picture. Is that okay?" Yeah, it's kind of weird. It'd be I wasn't, funny. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but he posted it publicly on Facebook. But uh, yeah. he kind of he took a picture uh, of him flipping off Paul Feig, but. I do want to say the autograph is really funny. What is what is he signed? <laughs> to, jo- to John, I'm sorry, Paul Feig. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, yeah. uh, Paul Feig's a stand-up guy. We we didn't get our photo op with him. Um, it reflects well on Paul Feig, I think. Yeah, he he's – listen, sport. Paul Feig is, is a, a – there's nothing bad you can really say mm-hmm. about the guy. And we I saw him – I shook his hand. He was kind of running around. And one thing that I was really impressed with the convention was uh, – just like 
the opportunity to like bump into people and like people were just around. Like I know a lot of people that met Jason Reitman. I know a lot of people that ran into Paul Feig. Um, and the fact that people were willing to take a few minutes and talk and, and shake hands and do autographs and stuff. I thought that was, I was really impressed with that aspect of it. The guests really went out of their way uh, to be really gracious and, and patient with all of the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. They were, there were multiple times that we saw, and spoke to multiple people. It was just, it was like a cool feeling that you don't get at most conventions. Right. So we kind of backtracked. Uh, okay. We'll skip the part where I almost died of like uh, hunger pains. And uh, <laughs> Abby bought a $20 kale salad and just walks up and goes, I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a power bowl, but it was just all lettuce. I was like, this is not a meal. I, I need protein. Uh, so I uh, I require that. substance. <laughs> Subst- sustenance. Yeah. Substance. Um, so, okay. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's getting a little bit later in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Did I skip uh, over pro- anything? We did food. No, I was going to say we had lunch, and then I think we, we went kind of back into the autograph room, right? And mm-hmm. tried to finish... Yes. Getting what we could of the so, autographs. Jake, you were able to get all of your autographs. No, I got all except one. Oh, you um, didn't get Paul Feig. I did not get Paul Feig um, because he he stopped signing earlier Early, than everybody right, else. Right. Yeah. I missed out on Paul Feig, Maurice LaMarche and Dave Coulier. Uh, Jake, you got Dave Coulier. So there was... It was you and John Yurkaba and then me, and they cut the line off after John Yurkaba. And I talked to the lady. I was like, hey, I've got a Class 10 badge. I'm entitled to this autograph. And she was like, sorry, they're done. And I was like, I was annoyed. And I was like, okay. I didn't make a big deal about it. She walked away, and they were still signing. And the thing that was a little stressful is, like, the guy in front of you was getting five and six things signed. He did. He he had each of them sign. He had Maurice LaMarche sign five things. I think mm-hmm. I think he had Dave Coulier sign uh, maybe two or three. But I was like, what the fuck is happening? I was like, like literally, why is this the- allowed? I was like, why is this allowed? He that guy didn't show that handler wasn't checking our badges. She might my, my like boxes didn't get ticked. Um, and I'm like, who knows if this guy is even a class, you know, whatever to get. He's just sitting in here getting all of these autographs. Yeah. And, and you think- could kind of you could kind of see it in like uh, Dave Collier and, and uh, Maurice were, were, were super nice to him and they, they were very talkative with him. But it's like you could kind of see that they were like, oh, we're, we'll, I guess we're signing more stuff here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a fundamental flaw. If you're going to have class packages – that include autographs and there's no payment happening at the table, you really have to have a wizard world employee there monitoring that specifically because the guests aren't going to be like, Oh, I can't do another nope. one. Like no guest in nope. the ru- yeah. get caught up in that moment. And I don't even blame them honestly. Right. Um, so they should have been just kind of maybe in a separate room and they should, you should have, what it should have been is you prop, they probably needed a room or a building that you couldn't even get into without your class pass. And then the autographs you were entitled to would be happening in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, that's not going to happen because you can't go maybe, back. maybe next year, maybe at fan fest 2020. 
Yes, have some FanFest. FanFest 2000, the sequel. Mm. Um, so whatever. I missed out on those autographs. And then like I was just kind of standing there. And the lady was kind of rude to me. She was like, don't do that. And I was just like, don't do what? Pay $1,500 and not get all my stuff? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm not a bad person. Yeah. Then what happened was we, we got back in the line for Ernie Hudson. He signed everything. Ernie Hudson's the best. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah, literally the best. Um, he's, he's very charismatic. And I had a conversation with him in line. Um, I mentioned this in our YouTube video where... I brought up his most recent performance in Twin Peaks, like yes. the last season. 45 seconds in yeah, one episode. Yeah, it's short, but I remembered it, and I was like, hey, great job in Twin Peaks. He was like, hey, thanks. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I pay attention. Yeah. Um, so Ernie was great. We got some really good sh- Borzo, uh, Borzu, Bors, Bors. I'm so bad with names. Yeah, me too. Uh, he took some pictures, mm-hmm. and it was a really good experience. At that point, Maurice LaMarche and... Uh, Dave Coulier were signing again. It was like five minutes later. Their line was just going again. I was like, what happened? Uh, I was like, what did I do wrong? And then, but by that time the line was getting really long and we wanted to make our way outside for the, the two big panels, the GB 84 panel and then the Ivan and Jason. panel. Yeah. But before that we went, I, we got autographs from Ivan Reitman and we talked to Violet Ramis. Oh my God. I forgot about all of that. Yeah. Okay. I was going to mention talking to Violet was something that was extremely special. Um, personally, I was kind of bummed that Annie Potts and Sigourney Weaver weren't, their presence wasn't felt because I like the female presence, uh, in Ghostbusters and having Violet Ramis Steele like there was, it was incredible. She was so gracious. I treasured the time that we had her on our show. It was like a really special episode. I really enjoyed reading her book and connected, um, just on a personal level with her. So it was really cool to meet her and, Jake, you got a book signed by her. You got her book signed. I was kind of mad that we didn't have our copy. Yeah, you should have brought it. It was I very know. cool. It was one of my, like, uh, I, I think I almost felt like that was one of the highlights of the day. You know, she was yeah. very nice. She, she, you know, as soon as we were like, hey, we're yes, have some podcasts. She seemed very excited to to finally get to meet us. She got up, gave us hugs. It was it was a great that was that was one of my favorite interactions of, of the entire day. Yeah. Yeah, she is She's um, like glowing. She's absolutely like stunning and has such a caring kindness and I just I I'm obsessed with her. She's I, awesome. You know, and I put this in our Instagram post, super bittersweet celebrating the anniversary without Harold Ramis because um I don't think he really got to experience the fandom side of Ghostbusters the way that like all these other people are. I think he would have gotten a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, he always kind of had a, there's that really, there's an interview from like 2008 or 2009 with Harold Ramis. And he, and he just says it in the most Harold Ramis way. He said, the world will be fine if there's not a Ghostbusters three, like we're <laughs> all going to be okay guys. Um, and uh, no, it was just, it, it was super special meeting her and, and she's, you know, it's cool how she is so accepting of the community and all the chaos that comes along with it. But it's really cool that all the fans have really accepted her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I expect to see her, at, you know, at more events. And uh, she's great. Like, she's an extension of Harold, but she's very much her own person yeah. and uh, just a very sweet and uh, humble person. It was really, really cool getting to meet her. Yeah. Um, ben Ivan signatures. Yeah. So just running down. I mean, we we also we met Slavica Jovan. I love saying that. You say she, it very well. Slavica Jovan. Um, uh, she uh, is not a prehistoric bitch. Uh, she is quiet though, and uh, but she signed, and it was really cool because I mean, you know, I feel like when I first started collecting Ghostbusters autographs, 
her and William Atherton used to do more cons, but they really don't that much anymore. Like I've never been to a con where William Atherton was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, bef- well, I'll ju- well, well, it didn't happen in this order, but I want to talk about what we did with William Atherton. Because he was just standing there looking lost. <laughs> and I went up to him and we made a little video. We'll post it. We, we won't spoil it. But, uh, man, what a cool guy. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Any question or concern I had about, like, him maybe, like, from a distance, I was completely allayed when we were, like, in his presence. He's he's with it. He's funny. And we had a really – he was really cool. Yeah. It was great. Uh, I want to send – I'm going to try to get his address and I want to send him a fruit basket. <laughs> From YHS. That would be amazing. All right. Because he deserves it. I, like, I Va- do. I think we should Vagman says he's going to send him a fruit basket. I doubt yeah. he did. <laughs> he's been waiting this whole time. Let's get his contact info. We can do it. Um, but I thought that was really cool. So, okay. So now, more stress. We had not secured Dan or Ivan's autographs yet. They were both, they were not signing in the autograph area. They were each on like these tents. Uh, and th- those had longer lines, but I will say the experience of getting those autographs was pretty smooth overall. Like we had to wait in line a little bit, but those lines seem to move a little bit faster than Ernie's line. I felt well, Ivan's not going to sit there and sign multiple things. Like he's right. like, come on mm-hmm. now. Um, Abby, you had a kind of a cool moment with Ivan there. I don't know if I'd call it a cool moment, but yeah. I, I thought it was cool. He complimented my tattoo. He was like, hey, let me see that. So I lifted my sleeve up and he was like, it's very pretty. And I was like, thank you. So are you. I didn't say that. Um, but I got him to sign my license plate, which was great. Um, yeah, I felt like a little bit. I was exhausted at that point in the day. It was like later and I wanted to have like something really witty and fun to interact with and talk to him about. But I was like, all right, just. Thank you. I'm, I feel like I'm about to die. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Um, but no, it was he was very gracious, and I know that he'd probably been through a lot that day too. So it was cool that he was still signing at that point. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to speak for you guys. To me, the second half of the day uh, is when it really started to get very fun and very special. First half of the day with you know trying to rack up all these autographs and Jake. We haven't even talked about how stressful it is to take. Uh, expensive prints in and out of uh poster oh, tubes that was the that was the most ex- that was the most stressful thing of the entire day because we had we both had we both got really nice prints signed but then i also had my original one sheet ghostbusters 2 print with me in case i could in case there were extra autograph opportunities and then you also had your real ghostbuster prints and we had them all rolled up and we had like when we rolled that up to head to California, we had like a piece of, of paper in between each one to try to protect them a little more. And every time we pulled the prints out, we threw and uh, we threw more and more pieces of that paper away until it was a point where there was just no extra paper in there because it was a pain in the butt to, mm-hmm. yeah. to roll them. And at one point, so we didn't even mention like the whole Wizard World LA thing that kind of happened but kind of didn't happen. all i know is that i have a video of the soup nazi putting up his own poster and it falling down <laughs> multiple times in the wind because there were extra people like other celebrities craig i don't know what happened they tried to add more guests i think to bring more people out it was kind of not you know lou ferrigno was there for a while yeah uh, it yeah. was like a it was it was like people 
it was like a lot of people you'd heard of, but nobody who in any way had anything to do with Ghostbusters. Yeah. There was, was a a tribute. It did not. Feel there was a WWE female wrestler who I'd never heard of. Who I don't think she's been in the company for like fifteen years. Who as well, Jake, she think, hey, she thinks she knows more about uh, print collecting and rolling than we do. Apparently, yeah, because Jake and I are sitting there fumbling around with this paper, and she's trying to help us roll it. Dude, and then she like, you're cute. She well, she was wearing her wrestling outfit. Yeah, and yeah. then she's like, uh, she's like. I'm trying to roll the print, which I had gotten signed like 10 minutes earlier. She's like, gotta let that paint dry. Let it dry. Let it dry. Don't. Do-. I was just like, I was like, ah, oh, calm down. I'm fine. Who are you? Okay. Everything is fine. Uh, so a little stressful there. Uh, we were able to get Dan's autograph. We were able to get Ivan's autograph. I went back and forth all day on whether or not I was going to buy the K-Swiss shoes and get them signed by Dan Aykroyd. I ended up not doing it. That's my one kind of barge regret. Yeah. Um, I, but you I, could still get those, right? Well, yeah, but I can't get them signed by Dan. And also, they're sold out uh, on the website. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, I got kind of annoyed today. A certain unsavory member of the Ghostbusters community bought like 10 pairs to get signed, and he's putting them on eBay. Oh. What? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I what mentioned. The fu- text me who it is. It's That's Video fucking... Bob. It's just Video Bob. Oh, oh. is it? Yeah. So That's true. what he does. He goes to these conventions and gets a That's bunch of stuff. Fucking annoying. Yeah, they should have had a limit on how many you can buy, but whatever. It's not a big deal. It's just it's just one of those annoying things like kind of ruins it for everybody. But hey, when you're a special invited guest, huh? Dude, is he gonna make a, a mold and cast or whatever? He's gonna recast, recast the the, the K Swiss shoes. Mm. <sighs> now yeah. these are J Swisses. As much as I didn't know if I liked those shoes, once I saw them in person, I was like, fuck, I want those. When I saw Jason Reitman wearing them on Friday, I was like, I want them. Want Get it up for Jason. Yeah, once he had those on, I was like, damn. Okay, so we're getting there, folks. Um, we... we we get our autographs, we kind of get packed up, and we, we say goodnight to that part of the day. And right about that time was when the, the main panel was starting with Ernie, William Atherton, Ivan, and Dan on the main stage. Uh, we had basically foregone our foregone forgave for, we did something. We gave up our uh-huh. class 10 seat access cause all the seats were taken, but there was such a good vibe in front of that stage and it felt like a local carnival. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't feel like a convention. At no, that point. it was like the, uh, the Pawnee harvest festival or something like that. Like <laughs> yeah. it was small and they, it was starting to cool down a little bit and we just sat on the lawn right in front of the stage and watched these really special people in our lives do this panel. And it was, are you crying? I'm getting a little, yeah. a little choked up. It was really special. Yeah. It was really something I will never forget. It was funny. It was engaging. And my favorite moment, what there was my two of my favorite moments. Uh, there was one moment where, uh, Dan was talking about the writing process about how him and Harold were just, uh, you know, I try to think of what he said. It's in, you can see it online, but he, Oh, he's like, we were like utility players, blah, 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 blah. And he's talking and talking and going on. And then Ivan Reitman cuts in and goes, I fundamentally disagree with everything that Dan just said. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was just classic. Cause yeah. you know that they, they, they have different perspectives. Yeah. It was that I completely agree. And, and I felt like 
that I, I cried uh, later on when it was just Ivan and uh, Jason talking. I think we all saw that. I think yeah. we saw Ivan crying and everybody started crying. Um, but seeing the panel with like all the, the original guys like talking and sitting on the lawn was it, it felt so special. It was I couldn't believe that we were in the front row. I kind of could actually at that point because we just kind of looked out so many times before, but it was really during really the special. panel. This guy sitting next to me who I've never met before looked at me and he was like, "Hey, William Atherton sounds different. Why is his voice different?" I was like, "I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? Ask him." Um, but then there was a really funny line where they were talking about how Eddie Murphy and John Belushi were originally considered for Ghostbusters, and Dan starts going on about how he thinks Eddie Murphy would have made a great Ghostbuster. And obviously that was, that was for like the Winston role. And he's like, oh, I yeah. think I think it would have been great with Eddie Murphy. And then Ernie just goes, thanks, thanks Dan. Dan. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and then like <laughs> to, instead of like going back on it, he's like, oh, we can have, we can have him too. You know, he's like, we can have all. What does that mean? Yeah. Are they considering bringing Eddie Murphy in for the new Ghostbusters movie? <laughs> Um, new legacy movie. We should mention um, we we weren't there for the director's panel. I'm sure everybody heard what was said. Not a whole lot was revealed about the new movie. Uh, Jason Reitman did say that, um, and you can watch the panel on YouTube. But he did mention that Ernie, Dan, Sigourney, and Bill have all read the script for the new movie. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably have a whole other episode where we break down that, what we think that means. Mm-hmm. There was a thing with Annie Potts today. I was about to say, I was talking about her earlier and that's, that's really exciting. She was on what talk show? I don't remember. It doesn't matter, but she basically like confirmed that she's going to be involved with the new movie. Um, I don't know what capacity, but there's a lot of speculation as to like who she'd be related to or in what form she'd show up. But and there I was a cool that. during the panel. They actually, they had a message from Annie Potts. Like they played it on the video screen. Uh, it was yeah, kind of that was a, special, and I kind of wish they had one for like Sigourney and Dan, or Sigourney and Bill. Uh, well, not <laughs> I was going to say uh, Rick Moranis, but oh, yeah. um, so that 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 panel was really cool. Jake, any other thoughts on on that panel before we move? I know we're we're going to try to wrap it up here. We're we're at the two hour mark. No, that was a good. I mean, that was a good panel, but I think like. Uh, it was great to watch all those guys talk about the movie and, and the writing and directing and all that. But I think like kind of the main event of the entire convention was what happened next. Yeah. So after that, uh, originally Ray Parker was going to play, but they did, they kind of switched it around cause time was getting to be, uh, the timing was off. So Ivan and, um, Jason did a, a panel together and, uh, I guess Jason had teased earlier in the week that he had a little surprise and he'd put up that alternate cut from the, uh, the Sedgwick where, uh, the, it, instead of we came, we saw, we kicked its ass bill. I don't even remember what, which one he posted on Twitter, but, um, there'd been some speculation of like, Oh, did they, is there some new deleted scenes, found footage, whatever. So basically Ivan and Jason had a discussion about Ghostbusters 84 what it means to Jason. And it was only it, the, the, the panel wasn't about Ghostbusters 2020, but in a lot of ways it kind of was because it was kind of Jason telling the fans how much that movie actually means to him on, on a personal level mm-hmm. yeah. and how, and how like he's taking those feelings and that reverence he has for the movie and the reverence he has for his father and taking that in, 
and really putting so much passion and energy into this new movie. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt in my mind we're in for something very It's like special. a best-case scenario, like, is how I felt watching that. It was, I, I couldn't be a bigger fan of Jason Reitman's, even though I, it, at this point, haven't seen all of his movies. I'm like, I love and really into him, so, yeah. It was also a, a lot of, like, it, it felt a lot like, you know, the two of them sitting down and Ivan basically giving... Jason like advice on like how to, you know, on how to tackle it or yeah. how to just like trust him, his himself. And it was <laughs> like, it, it almost seemed like something that should have been a private conversation that we were just getting to yeah. watch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's very, and uh, that's not normal for like panel conversations. Usually you have somebody moderating it and it's awkward and you have dumb questions, but watching this was you like, just nailed it. yes, this is like, we're not even, we're just, in on them like you just absolutely nailed it and it didn't even dawn on me there was no moderator yeah it was just them it was intimate as fuck yeah they were just having a conversation so basically what Jason revealed was like hey we went to Sony and said we want to get access to the original dailies so the dailies being 1984 all the stuff that you film for Ghostbusters the stuff that is just what what they capture on film throughout the day those are called dailies and some of it makes it into the movie. A lot of, most of it doesn't. So he said that they found all of it in a, literally a mine in Kansas and had it shipped out to Burbank and they've been going through a it. A week ago. A mm-hmm. week ago. He didn't reveal why they're going through this old footage. We could do an entire episode speculating on that and I'm sure we will. Yeah. Cause it could be for reference. It could be for, de-aging it could be a flashback it could be there's a million things it could be you know part of this movie might take place in 1984 that's what i said that's what i've been saying so we don't know uh and he kind of talked about how you know this is this movie is like he called it like an archaeological movie like which makes me feel like this family that's featured in this movie is going to be uh you know, I, I and I can't remember if it was during this panel or the director's panel when we watched later online. But when Jason talked about like he never had any intention of doing a Ghostbusters film, but one day he was sitting there and this twelve-year-old girl, this character, popped in his head and she was wearing a proton pack. He didn't know who she was, he didn't know why she was there, but he knew that he had to write this story, and that's just I'm just gonna I say got it. chills just hearing that. That's just. That's everything. Yeah, it's that's not a lot more than, than four funny women. Four funny women fighting ghosts. In science. Like this is something different, something special. So, mm-hmm. but what they did was they they put together this cut of all these alternate clips to share with the the fan fest audience, and then after each set, he would talk to his dad about, "Do you remember filming this? Why didn't you, you like?" And I, you want like. These were like amazing. They were like laugh out loud, funny stuff we've never seen. Mm-hmm. Like we came, we saw, we, we came, came again. again. Like what the fuck? That's my line. <laughs> I've been saying that for 10 years. Yeah. Um, and then Jake, I know the uh, the clavicles one got you. Yeah. It was very funny. Yeah. There was just all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, there was uh, the nerve gas line was very, mm-hmm. very funny. It was, it was all stuff that we were – that even after after each clip, Jason was like, "Hey, why didn't you put that in the movie?" Right. There's a clip where they're, they're in the uh, the mayor's office, and uh, Walter Peck says they use you know they they steal they're stealing they're nerve stealing gas. nerve gas, uh-huh. and, and Egon says if we wanted 
nerve gas. We wouldn't steal it. We'd make, make it ourselves. ourselves. Like, it's just it's <laughs> fucking funny. Put that in the movie. Yeah, get that in um, there. And, and Jason was like, you cut out the nerve gas line? What the fuck? <laughs> um, so anyways, it was really special. And they didn't really tell us anything about GB 2020, but also they told me everything I needed to know. Mm-hmm. Like, well said, I agree. Like that, I mean, I've, but my number one, I saw people online who weren't at FanFest complaining that there was no news about Ghostbusters 2020. And I was like, man. There might be some reasons. Just being there yeah. and just experiencing that. I mean, I really couldn't ask for more. So that's mm-hmm. why I have, I have some conflicted feelings about FanFest because there was some stress and there was some chaos and some unorganized, you know, some unorganization. Uh, but there was parts that were so special and like literally once in a lifetime that mm-hmm. it's my overall feeling was that it was great. And we haven't even finished talking about it. <laughs> um, any more, anything else on that panel specifically before we yeah, finish up? Yeah, yeah, We need to talk about the part where oh, Ivan the, the most broke part. down crying. Yeah. Like there was a part where they were just talking, they were just having a conversation and Ivan was talking about how – you know, they were so different back then. They were all in their thirties. And then he just all of a sudden just got like choked up with emotion and he, he started crying a little bit. And like, it was such like that happened. And we all like looked at each other and everybody's crying. Uh, everybody started just kind of cheering him on, stood up for him. They're clapping for him until he like literally gets the microphone and goes, please stop. (laughs) Which was so funny. It was funny. I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, just imagine, you know, it's one of those things that's so layered and multifaceted. I mean, he's sitting there with his son. His son is his age when he, from when he met, made Ghostbusters essentially. And he, it's when he said that, like we were in our thirties and he was, I'm, I'm assuming he was just having one of those life moments where you realize, man, my life is, you know, 80% done or whatever. Like my life has passed me by. I've done these amazing things. But also now my son is taking the the helm and the torch and moving on with it, which is really cool. And also like Harold's not with us and they were so close. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was just a confluence of a lot of different emotions. And man, this is different. This isn't, hey, we need to hire the guys from the office to write a new Ghostbusters movie. Oh, Mm -hmm. those guys who made Avengers, they could probably do, like this is different. Mm -hmm. This is fucking... The family is is, deep. It's understanding. It's like someone who actually gets it and respects, not just respect, but loves it the same way that we do. And it it literally is in his blood. So it it feels perfect. And and Jason talked a lot about how he he loves Ghostbusters and and he kept saying that, you know, he he thinks his dad's the greatest storyteller. And they they have this really just amazing father son moment and they hug it out and it's just in front of like 1500 people. And it, it was just special. Like never will forget. I looked at Jake. Jake was just a mess. I was a mess. Yeah. Uh, and Abby, it was just, it was, yeah, I'll never forget that. Um, and you can, you can watch the video and the video doesn't do the moment justice, but it was, uh, it was really special. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we left. No. That is not true. <laughs> no. Then Ray Parker Jr. took the stage. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, what can you say? He played a 20-minute version of Ghostbusters that was insane, and yep. he had sound issues, and none of it mattered because it was just fun. Yeah. We just sang, and we 
danced. It and- was exactly what we thought it was going to be with like a super long extended loop version. Yeah. With like all sorts of breakdowns and. Yeah. 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 It was fun. And then he played some other hits. Some hits. He's got some other songs. Yeah. I kind of was- knew of one of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they ended it on the Sony lot. Right. By the way, you know, we said we we're sitting on the grass. I thought I was going to get a grass stain and I realized like 30 it's- minutes in it was fake grass. Yeah. So stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What'd you guys think of Ray Parker? I mean, it was great. Like, it's Ray Parker Jr. Like, it's it's the theme song. It almost feels similar to me as like getting to sit in the car. It's like that's the theme song that you've been listening to your whole life, and it's so like synonymous with Ghostbusters. And then we're watching it happen. We're watching the man who wrote that song performed that song. Huey Lewis when, wasn't there. I was about when, to say who's making the fucking... <laughs> at one point, at one point... I'm the guy who wrote the lyrics. Somebody sorry. was... Hey, so, at you? one point there was a... Uh, okay, two things, and then we'll, we'll finish up. We'll talk about Jason Reitman, and we'll finish up. Uh, at one point, they did like this part where it quiets down, and he's like... And he's like, I got a secret to tell everybody. I was like, wait a minute. Oh my God. I thought he was going to be like... I stole this song. <laughs> uh, no, it was great. It was phenomenal. Um, and I even afterwards, uh, if you see in the videos, uh, I started the You Still Got It chant. <laughs> we tried to start busting in the middle of it. I got that on video too. Yeah. It didn't really catch on. No, but, it didn't take but, uh, but it was fun. But there's a good crossover in the wrestling Ghostbusters uh, universes. Yeah. So, uh, chanting You Still Got It to Ray Parker after a 20 minute version of Ghostbusters is kind of like. <laughs> Well, this is a real thing that's happening. He, he, he liked it. He did like he it. Was like, he was like, what, what? did I say? He goes, what? I still got it. Okay. Okay. Um, so during, though, during the latter half of, uh, I'm trying to think, maybe it was actually before Ray Parker started playing. Uh, yeah, it actually was. Jason Reitman, after his panel with Ivan, was back behind the Georgia Ghostbusters uh, table, and he was, like, signing autographs and... Um, taking pictures Mm -hmm. and we were able to go over and get our photo with Jason Reitman, which is something we've posted and it was Mm -hmm. just such a cool moment. Are we telling the full story or just, I mean, we can just initially it was just Craig and Jake. Jake and I took a photograph with Jason Reitman. Yeah. Went back. Abby was not happy about that. Mm -hmm. And he, Jason was still there. So we all went back. Yeah. And he was super cool, which is what I was going to say, like a testament to his character to understand that that's important to me. And he was gracious enough to take another photo and he framed it. Yeah. He took took this up. At one point though, I was like, Hey, uh, we're the guys from yes, have some. He, and he was just like, yeah, I, I know. And I was like, Oh, I bet you're sick of hearing about it. He was like, what? No. (laughs) I was like, Craig, stop talking. And then, then then we take the picture. It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And I knew this was my moment to, to ask Jason Reitman if he would ever be on the podcast. And in my head, I was going to say, hey, man, thank you so much. We'd love you have, to have you on the show sometime. What came but out what was, actually happened, Craig? What wow. came out was I put my hand on his shoulder and said, we'll have you on the podcast next year. <laughs> <laughs> Two things here. Let's unpack this. <laughs> Hand on his shoulder. <laughs> I didn't. Ooh, all right, hey, kiddo. What, what is up with Craig and the weird? There's a video somewhere of. There's a video of just Dan Aykroyd walking by our table t- 
talking to someone else and Craig like <laughs> awkwardly reaches out and puts his hand on his arm. You did that. You've done what that a lot before. You did, you've done that at other conventions. I did that to DDP once. I knew, <laughs> <laughs> you did it during the screening of the well, what, what was it? Uh, Jake it? the Snake smoothie. Yeah, I, I, I walked. <laughs> you came out in the middle of the movie at the concession area and put your hand on TDP's shoulder, <laughs> and you walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so no, I did not ask Jason Raymond to be on YHS. Hey guys, watch your shoulders. I told him he was going to be on the show. Told him. and I didn't even say. I just said next year. Next, <laughs> next year. Next year. Like, As if interesting right now. We have nothing to talk about right we now. Don't, we don't need you now. We're good. Okay, we're not going to have a conversation. We're not going to do an oral history of Juno. Okay? Oh my God. Next year we'll talk. I would love to have Jason Raymond on the show. Whew. Yeah, me too. Hopefully yeah, that's great. Hopefully we yeah. make that happen. Next year. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, then, then Ray Parker finished up and we... Uh, we went out to dinner afterwards and, and kind of de-stressed with, mm-hmm. with the uh, the CrossRip guys. Yeah. Uh, and Ecto Crank and our new friend Kevin. 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 Love Kevin. Kevin Lim from yeah. uh, Canada. Canada. And uh, some of the Atlanta Ghostbusters were there as well. Uh, and we just ate, we just broke bread. Yeah, dude. Had a delicious meal. Yeah, I had a really fun yep. time. Talk about all things. the all the great stuff that happened. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and all the kind of annoying stuff that yeah. happened. It was mm-hmm. a good like session. It was a it was yeah it was a good like cathartic like dinner. Uh, there was also an after party that we checked out for just a few minutes. By the time we got there, it had been going on for a while, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people had left. But the whole day was. Of course, like any convention, you're going to have a level of stress happening. Yeah. And I think I think there's no way you could go into something like this and not feel stressed out about something. There were there were some things that maybe could have been organized in a little better of a way or or fixed if it was maybe a two day event. But even with those kind of things happening, there was so much fun and good vibes and you know good things just happening throughout the entire day that it was such a it was just good it just came out feeling like we were covered in the pink slime yeah we were man and and i think like and as i thought about doing this episode today i think my mind kept going towards the like maybe some of the negatives Mm-hmm. And look, there's people out there who, who you know, some people were not happy. That some people did not get everything. We didn't get everything that we paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I had a great time. We got to see friends from all over the world. We got to meet new people. We got to hang out with listeners. <clears throat> we yeah. got to, uh, I just, it was just, it was just, yeah. it was just Yeah, I know what it's good. like to go out to Los Angeles and do a Ghostbusters related thing and then feel dissatisfied. And yeah. I did not feel walking out of FanFest like I didn't get what I wanted. I felt like there was, you know, some organization issues. Um, but overall, just being in the presence of those people and the presence of friends and, and experiencing Ray Parker Jr.'s performance and those panels and the breakfast, I think that that kind of made up for uh, the things that were frustrating. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was uh, yeah something I'll never forget. And it's weird because like, you know, our la- our only comparison was the answer, the call event. And when I came out of answer, the call, it was like after a year and a half of just 
buildup. It was just an exhausting emotional release, and I couldn't even see straight. Yeah. This was celebrating the 35th anniversary and kicking off the next year mm-hmm. and a half or whatever. Like, this felt like revving up our engines and just getting started. And, like, it was amazing to get a bunch of autographs and photos and... uh I still didn't buy my my Stay Puffed hand from William Bryan hmm. because they were two hundred dollars, not a hundred. Mm-hmm. He uh, upped those prices. I was planning on getting one too, but he upped that. He, his Fan Fest prices were a little bit higher. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're on to you. We're, we're on, on to you, Billy Bryan. We know about you, Billy. Also, he's. Uh, I like that guy. He's I funny. Do too. He's funny. he's a great. He dude. should be raising his prices. I'm a little bummed I didn't get Violet Ramis to sign my book. So hopefully we can like we'll meet make her that hang happen. out. We'll yeah, make that I imagine. Um, but yeah, overall, like. I can't even rate, you know, FanFest as an event, just as a standalone. Like, I, I, I think about the entire week as a whole and the conversations we got to have with all of these people, um, all of our friends. I think about how grateful I am for uh, Ghost Corps and for Eric and for Ivan and for every just everything. I, I feel so much gratitude that any of the bad stuff, I'm just, I'm willing to say, hey, it wasn't perfect, probably could have gone better in a lot of ways, but... I I have the experience, and that's really all that matters. Ten fucks. Yeah. Ten fucks. Ten fucks. I'm all out of fucks. All right, cool. All right, let's get to this fuck budget. (laughs) 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 All right. More like let's get to this big dinner. Yeah, we had a lot of good big dinners. So what we're going to do, we're over two. We're almost at two hours and 20 minutes. So this was a long one. We hope everybody enjoyed it. And uh, we're going to be talking about all of this trip. Uh, yeah, because there was a lot more that was we a did lot more. before FanFest that we'd like to delve into. Yeah, and then uh, for, if you're for, we're going to talk about Patreon right now. Next week we will have our bonus episode where we cover in-depth our trip to the Museum of Death. Oh boy, I can't Woo! wait to talk about that one. Oh, I'm excited about oh, that Oh yeah, um, I got some stories. So if you want to get it on Patreon, make sure that you go to patreon.com slash yeshavesome. And for $5 a month, you can get access to all of our exclusive content, including the complete archive of episodes that we've been doing since last July, exclusively on the Patreon feed. Much more to come from Patreon in the next couple months as we gear up for Dragon Con and Halloween Horror Nights and obviously Ghostbusters 2020, which I am officially predicting will be called The Ghostbusters. Okay. Okay. Abigail, let's talk about social media. Yo, we're all over it. Follow us on Instagram at YHSpodcast.com. We got stories up. We are on YouTube. What did, did you just say at YHSpodcast.com? I say it every time. It, I don't know why it is. You know, you, have those, you know, at YHSpodcast.com. Yeah, I did. I liked it. Don't go to that page and don't go to yeshavesome.com either because that is just Vince Clortho. Um, What I'm going to tell you guys is that we have a, a YouTube channel. So if you go to, Craig, why, did, why do I have this responsibility? Do because I, I'm so tired. Go to Facebook. Uh, group therapy, search for Yes Have Some Podcast. Click on it, scroll down, you will find group therapy. Ask to join myself, Craig or Jake will uh, happily accept you uh, as we were accepting of everyone at FanFest this weekend. Uh, we miss you guys, we love you. If you want to keep living out the weekend, then follow us on social media at YHS Podcast on Instagram. There you go. Okay. Um, and also, shout out to all the franchises that were set up at FanFest. Lots of really great equipment. Lots of amazing ectos. We did not get a chance to check everything out as uh, in-depth as we wanted to because of the day. But obviously, everybody puts a ton of hard work into that. Mm-hmm. And then shout out to the Georgia Ghostbusters who were there. Uh, Charles and James, 
Fincher and Cynthia, yeah. uh, who uh, were manning the Georgia Ghostbusters yeah. table. Check out Fincher Technologies for all of your latest updated equipment, Ghostbusters props, things of that nature. Yeah. Anything else before we sign off? Mm, nope. I need another Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, same. Mm. All right, everybody. For Abigail Gardner, Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg. We are wishing you a happy 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters. Safe travels back to everybody from all around the world. And uh, go make a group beer float. <laughs> do that too. A little self promotion. A little self promotion. Hey. Um, and uh, we, we will talk to everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Love you.